the recording. There we go. So recording has started for those of you listening to the podcast. This is another uh, show done with minimal resources, so we cannot edit after the fact. What you hear is what you get. And remember, if you see something, say something. I got a, a nice note from a guy. He said, oh, I love, I love it when you play the, uh, the unedited, although we never edit, but... He's from the Opera Now podcast. He was totally getting off on the fat bitch. <laughs> Just goes to show, we please all sorts here. Well, I guess that's my cue. Hit it. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's Sunday, November 13, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, episode 356. This is No Agenda. Rolling eastwards towards Camp Mofo, coming to you today from the land of enchantment, the great state of New Mexico. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where I stay, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. <laughs> yep, you're a, a leave-behind, a takeaway, a folder, a brochure, left in California. Help me. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, in New Mexico. You're heading out. Yeah. You're I'd, out of town. You're out of the state of California. Yes, we are completely gondolagoo. And uh, let me tell you, John, it took a little bit longer than we uh, expected to uh, leave Southern So basically, Kansas. you're still in Palm Springs. <laughs> Actually, that's what we wound up doing. Uh, we, wanted to, we wanted to leave right after the show. And, you know, it's just like, wow. Even the guys were like the, the movers. I don't understand. I, I counted 237 boxes, but now you have like 342 <laughs> like you counted wrong then the first time and so we didn't actually leave uh the house until like five thirty or something and of course five thirty in southern california it took us two hours just to get to riverside it was horrible huh. the traffic was totally crap so uh we decided to drive uh to palm springs that was the first night at uh Oh, was it There's some, the Riviera Hotel and Spa Resort, which was hilarious? A bunch of old guys trying to hit on the only three women there. <laughs> hey, honey, <laughs> I'm telling you, and they were all hammered. <laughs> so like, hey, do you want to see a uh, snake tattoo from World War II? <laughs> I want to see my snake. So then we uh, we got up next morning. We drove. We drove. We drove. We drove to to um, right by. Uh, Mesa, Arizona. What is that there? Um, just south of Mesa, Tucson. No, 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 no. It's um, oh, I can't remember now. You went the south southern route. Yeah, uh, because we were so late. You know, now, now we really got to start boogieing. We got to start rolling. And um, why you don't have to be there till Tuesday? Yeah, I know. But you, you remember, we had this little thing that we do called uh, what is it? Oh yeah, a show. Which means, you know, Mickey had the only thing she had produced in advance was this hotel, 
in uh, right oh, by right near White Sands, New Mexico. Well, and you she found a place. Uh, well, she called and show. she said, "Hey, look, you know, uh, we need great Wi-Fi," and they made sure we had uh, a room right near the the Wi-Fi transmitter. You know, because of course I brought the whole uh, the whole mobile studio. So I set it up last night. I got six megabits up, six megabits down. I'm like, this is awesome. Uh, then of course I realized uh, that I had neglected to bring along my USB hub. <laughs> yeah, I, don't you hate it when that happens? And, and you look at your your computer and you go like, I have three cords that need to go in. I only have two holes. This is not good. So then, you know, last night at like 9 o'clock, I'm running around trying to find a Best Buy or a Radio Shack, finally find one, uh, get the hub. And then, yeah, so but, uh, all, but, but by the time all is said and done, you know, I'm totally ripped. I'm so tired. And then there's a little time change. Oh, and yesterday, by the way, our first uh, uh, border control, about 150 miles from the border. I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So you know what white sands are in the the white sands in New Mexico? You've heard of them? They're white sands. Yeah, it's white sand, essentially. And uh, Mickey really wanted to see it to take pictures, and they have this 4 o'clock sunset stroll. And they have a, you know, a ranger takes you, you know, one of of those lesbian uh, RV uh, volunteers, (laughs) who are great, by the way. And uh, so we like, you know, going down route. And of course, everyone here in this town, the closest town nearby says, oh, it's about 45 minutes. You know, yeah. Well, it's about an hour everyone and a half. Everyone says that all the time. Yeah, it's an hour and a half. I'm doing 95 on, uh, on, uh, on Route 70. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you know, whoop, whoop, slow down. Like, the, you know, the road closes. And there's a border, a border patrol checkpoint. With cameras, I mean, I'm not just a couple cameras, John. I'm talking biometrics, license plate, facial recognition, infrared, the whole thing. And we're like, oh, we're totally going to miss this tour. And, and, and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stay really, really calm. If, if it had been any other circumstance, I would have made a big deal about it. And what they do is they, you know, you roll down your window and they say, uh, can I ask you what uh, nationality you are? Now, of course... I don't have to answer si, that senor, question. You can ask me what you want. <laughs> of course, I don't have to answer that question at all. Of course not. Right, but you Did know, you tell them to screw off. If I'm t- as I said, if it were different <laughs> circumstances, I would have said, uh, "What are you?" So, uh, but you know, I'm like, <laughs> so am I? Yeah. But what are you? Yeah, but <laughs> what's it to you? It's real, and it's 150 miles from the border, and it's border patrol. What nationality are you? So, of course, I immediately throw Mickey under the bus. She's Dutch. She's Dutch. She's not American. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, can I see your papers, please? (laughs) And Mickey, Mickey is so, she's so obedient. She's like, here, (laughs) here, here, I have, I have. And they're like, hmm, oh, status. Hmm. Mickey says, yes, I'm an actor. And the guy literally goes, oh, <laughs> it's like such a douchebag. <laughs> oh, you and my sister. Oh, oh it was, uh, uh, again, under any other circumstances, I would have said no. You know, or I just said, "What? who cares? You can, you, I, don't, I don't feel like telling you what I am. They don't have the right to ask that. And then, of course, you get into the whole, you know, am I being detained? Am I free to go? Am I free to go? That's the way you're supposed to handle it. But it was total, like, wow. Auschweiz, Peter! 
Let me see your papers. And Mickey was freaking out. It was kind of cute. She's like, because he's like, where was your extension? It's in there. <laughs> uh, we can't find it. Why don't you park over in slot number two while we check? Uh, horrible. Gitmo Nation, man. Anyway, in the morning to you, John, from uh, the Land of Enchantment. Uh, in the morning to you, in the morning to all ships and sea, boots on the ground, feet washing up on shore, and yes. uh, uh, boots in the air. Yeah. And, of course, all of our human resources in the chat room at uh, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net. Uh, coming to you today, uh, actually from a 3G connection, because, of course, this morning... Uh, the 6 megabit up, 6 megabit down had become uh, like 60 kilobits. And so I'm literally on the tethered iPhone now and uh, just hope... That sucks. Yeah, of course it sucks. But what are you going to do? Like jump up and down and ask the IT expert to go fix it? No. And huh. I, have to, I have to say, uh, all things considered, I think uh, I'll just knock on some wood. Uh, sounding pretty good on the 3G so far. Yeah, it does sound good so far. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm sure that uh, you've done uh, you've had done a lot more work uh, than I have, but uh, I've been following a couple things in particular. Uh, the most interesting, of course, is uh, Berlusconi. Uh, if we look at uh, Euroland, which is now the official uh, title, uh, Berlusconi uh, resigned as uh, prime minister. And of course, all the slaves are all happy, and they're, <laughs> they're playing Bella Ciao. You know Bella Ciao? Mm, probably. Yeah, Bella Ciao is this song. It's uh, it's like their their Partizano song La mattina, that they sang in 1943. You know the song, right? the one they uh, sang when they strung up Mussolini by exactly. his feet and gutted exactly. him. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, so it's uh, it's completely inappropriate. Here's 40 seconds of the BBC just to, just to lead into the big joke of all of this. So you're seeing like uh, hot looking Italian chicks, by the way, on the street drinking, everyone's honking the horn, hanging out the windows of their Fiat 500s like, yay, yay. And the technocratic government will get some support but people will also be a bit skeptical about um, seeing some familiar faces possibly in Italy's next government. Yes, as you say there, Silvio Berlusconi is gone, but the country's financial crisis remains. Uh, what happens next for Italy? Well, we're now in a situation where Mario Monti is going to lead uh, a government of national unity, and similar in some ways to what's going on in Greece, and European allies will be very, uh, you know, are pleased about that development, so they'll be much more reassured, and I think the markets will probably give some indication of that over the next few days. Okay, a couple of key points in here. First of all, is uh, they're put there. Uh, the general consensus is that uh, there will not be an election right off the bat. That they will put the technocrat Mario Monti in as prime minister. Now, uh, Mario Monti's nickname is Super Mario, and there's a reason for that. Because he can do the full Monty. No, he can bounce off of mushrooms and uh, do all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, but first of all... Yeah, I bombed. That was yours over your... Uh, my what, joke was over what's your What's the idea... No, I got you. I got, I got the full Monty. Um, this, so the, the, the next piece of information is this whole technocrat thing. 
And um, this is what happened in, in Greece. And uh, I looked up the definition of technocrat. And it is an expert in some technology, especially one in a managerial or administrative role. I believe this is kind of what uh, uh, the United States of Europe and Euroland want, right? They just want professional guys who are schooled in, uh, I guess, economics or maybe in political science. They just want them to run the show and do whatever they ask them to do. That which reminds me to mention to the book club, the No Agenda book club, uh, for P- to put on the book club, uh, the Technological Society by J- the French sociologist Jacques Ellul, oh. who had predicted this would be the trend in Europe, uh, and I think this book was written in the 1960s. Oh, really? Oh, good. I'll put that in the show notes. That's cool. I like that. Anyway, so uh, a, a very quick uh, cons- consultation of the Book of Knowledge, and uh, it appears that just like in uh, uh, Gitmo Nation Falafel, Gitmo Nation Pasta is uh, now part of the global banker takeover. Please pay attention to my friend Super Mario Monti, who completed his graduate studies at Yale University. Of course, home to Skull and Bones. And then he did a couple things at University of Turin, and let's see, he is the first chairman of Bruegel, a European think tank, and he's the European chairman of the Trilateral Commission. Yeah! Oh, oh boy, he's also a leading member of the Bilderberg Group. Yeah! And to top it all off, he's an international advisor to Goldman Sachs and the Coca-Cola Group. This is the guy you want running your your country? Yeah, if you want to run up the price of Coca-Cola stock. <laughs> but seriously, the bankers are moving in. They're moving in anywhere. This is a brilliant move. Well, we're all like looking at austerity measures. I'm like, what does that mean? The bankers are moving in. And this, by the way, this Goldman Sachs thing is not coincidental. Um, you know, uh, Endemol. Endemol, who, of course, produces uh, Big Brother... Uh, which is in, I don't know, 8 million countries worldwide, and uh, The Voice, and there's a couple other shows. Do you know that uh, uh, that, that was purchased, or actually repurchased, partially by uh, John Lemol, who started the company, by his investment firm, uh, CERT, along with um, Mediaset, Berlusconi's uh, company, and, there it is, Goldman Sachs. Now, what happened four days ago... When it was, uh, when it looks like, uh, when it looked like Silvio was going to have to resign, which of course is now fact, the stock, t- uh, the, his media set stock tanked so badly they had to halt trading. Now the problem is that Endemol, uh, they purchased it for two point three billion dollars uh, in a leverage buyout, and bought it from uh, Telefonica, and the thing is bankrupt. Uh, because they couldn't create another big brother. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> like, that, that's a once-in-a-lifetime. So I guess they expected to do, like, you know, I don't know, three or four of those a year or something like that. And so they're, they're trying to restructure their debt, uh, which, of course, is owed to banks. Time Warner came along two days ago, said, eh, we'll give you a billion for the whole thing. And uh, I think there's no coincidence that we've got a Goldman Sachs inside because, you know, the, uh, the only reason Berlusconi's media set stock was so high or doing so well is because he controlled everything. He could you know, just say, I'll just put my own shows on state television. Who gives a crap? I'm the, I'm the ruler here. Well, you know, that just all you're do, doing is reminding everyone that there was an ob- obvious short opportunity that we missed. 
that we missed by a mile. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I was traveling. All right, anyway, here's the austerity measures that are put in place. Uh, human resources of Gitmo Nation Pasta, congratulations. Your value-added tax now goes from 20% to 21%. And although this, is, of course, is played in the media as, oh, it's just a little 1% rise, of course, it's actually a 5% rise in the cost of everything. And this is, this is the stuff that I, I love looking at, because you go from 20 to 21%, people are like, eh, it's just 1%. But one whole percentage point of 20%, unless my math is off, John, is 5%. Sounds more like 2% to me. Is it 2%? Well, 1% If it was 2%, it would be 10%, wouldn't it? Actually, 1% of 20% is is, uh, 0.2%, actually. No, 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 yeah. Okay. Let, let's just uh, do it in half. If it was, if the VAT was ten percent, then it would go up to ten and a half percent, which would be a half percent. No, I see what you're saying. You're saying that one point is five percent of twenty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true, but that doesn't mean that the overall is five percent. I don't think. No, but that means that that the total increase that uh, of tax that you're paying on all goods is a 5% increase over what it was. Does that not make any sense? No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah, I think it does. I think, I think it's a, the, the increase is 5%. The increase of the tax. Yeah, the increase of the, the tax. But not the overall increase. No, but, but that so means... So if I'm buying something for $100... And now I'm and I'm paying twenty percent VAT. That means I'm paying twenty dollars. Now, if I'm buying something for a hundred dollars, I'm paying twenty one dollars. Which is that five, is not a five percent increase over over the <coughs> over to, over twenty dollars. I mean, a five percent no, increase. No, no, it's a five. It's more than a dollar. It's a five percent increase overall. No, it's a five percent increase of the tax itself. Yes, of the tax itself. Correct. Yeah, but it's not a five percent increase on in what you're paying out. No, I understand that. Well, then it's not that big of it. It's only a it dollar. Is. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, let's go to 100000 then. How much is it then? What's well, a little more. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a 5% increase in tax is what it is. Uh, there will be an increase in fuel prices. Hey. Sales of state property. <laughs> a freeze on public sector salaries until 2014, which is probably a good thing. Here's the one that's interesting. The repi- retirement age for women in the private sector will gradually rise from 60 to 65, which will be on par for men. I didn't know that women got a break in uh, in Italy. I guess for some reason they, know, uh, they could have retire. Have seen those? Uh, no, no, no. And then... Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then there's two zingers. I, I, I was look- I'm looking at You're the look- spreadsheet. <laughs> oh, is it in? Hello? Hello? Well, JC came barreling in to say VATS are, this is the problem with VATS is not just the one point. It's just that the, that everything that, that yeah, gets JC, who was a very wholesale, smart kid. Wholesale, retail. Yes, everything. everything. Between up and down the the, the, the the chain, which is pretty elaborate in countries yes. like Italy, is another 21 points. Right. Which and, and he's a very smart kid, Buzzkill Jr. Yeah, bats he, are bad. I, yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. And, and making them bigger doesn't it's help. Well, just make it 100%. That would take care of the problem. <laughs> well, well, they're on their way. Check this out. 
There will be a special tax on the energy sector. Well, guess who's going to be paying for that? That's an easy one. Eh, I think we'll just pass this on. And now, here's the one that's really scary. Measures to fight tax evasion will be strengthened, including, ah. a, including a limit of 2,500 euros on cash transactions. No more cash for you. How about that, huh? Well, that's that's everyone's going to head that way. You watch. Yeah, but that that's what I'm saying. Of course, every, we're going to get that here too. We're going to get our austerity measures. They've, they've always been already been talk about. There's a number of news stories recently about how some uh, uh, recycling companies and and used clothing places can't yeah. won't be able to take cash anymore. Yeah, discussed on this very show. It's law in uh, was it was it was it Indiana? I think it was Indiana. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where. I yeah. can't remember where it was. Yeah, we but talked it was about some, it. We talked it was ridiculous. It. Yeah, we talked about it on the show. No, cash is king. You should people should you're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. So there'll be a limit. You can't even be walking around with more than twenty five hundred euros. It's uh, and you can't be walking around with more than twenty five hundred euros. Well, you well, of course. What if you get stopped? They'll be like, hey, what are you going to do with that? You can't. Hey, you, you, can't. But, you know that's been going on in this country. You know they've been pulling people over. And if they see they have a bunch of cash with them, they confiscate the cash. Yeah. This is a huge scandal in the United States. It doesn't really, it isn't, it has, it's actually been discussed on, on some of the news uh, shows. Mm-hmm. And there's just, well, yeah, so what? Oh, yeah, whatever. It, credit cards are easier. So we're actually, when we were at that border crossing, it was, it was kind of frightening. In the back, I have my, uh, we have like. It wasn't a border crossing. The border control. Yeah. It says U.S. Border Patrol. Your Department of Homeland Security at work. We had uh, we have five boxes of booze, which the shipping oh. company uh, wouldn't take. Right, and we have uh, my pepper plants <laughs> in the back. I'm sure there's some rule that you can't be driving around with plants. I'm sure there's something well, illegal. Into California, about it. it's more of a problem than out of California. I'm sure. By the way. Um, there is, you know, we stopped at a couple gas stations on the way, obviously, and I see nothing but, you know, cars loaded down with families, like, you know, with grandma in the rocking chair on the top, like the Beverly Hillbillies. Everyone's like getting out of California. Literally just and like, you know, and you, and you talk it's to just them. the opposite of the thirties <laughs> you talk to and you talk to them on, uh, uh, you know, while you're, while you're there, uh, filling up. And like, yeah, I, I'm tired of being poor. I'm leaving California. <laughs> oh, wow. It's really bad. Huh. Anyway, so Gitmo Nation Pasta, congratulations. Uh, you're all celebrating. You're all drinking. But uh, the, the, the real shit is about to hit the fan. And they have no idea. So it'll be a very short-lived uh, celebration, I'm sure. When you see that your cost of living has just gone up 5% overall, and then we get special taxes on energy sector, and gasoline prices are going up, and don't walk around with any cash. This is, this is really horrible. And it's not going to make any difference. Euroland is coming down, baby. Max, hmm. Max Kaiser did a, a fantastic report in, uh, in Greece. Um. Uh, it's in the show notes, NA, what is it, uh, 356.nashownotes.com. And uh, he, it's like 14, 15 minutes. And he's talking to all these guys who have the actual documents of the Troika, the IMF, the European Central Bank, and the European Starfleet Command Commission. And uh, uh, apparently, they got this money from the uh, primarily the IMF, 
They are not allowed to get money from anywhere else. That's the that's one of the stipulations. So they can't go to China and say, "Hey, could you hook us up?" So they're not. So now they have to continue to borrow from the IMF. And every single piece of Greece, every single asset is collateral, including the people. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. They're essentially enslaved, and the uh, and Kaiser deconstructs it. You know, with the with the credit default swaps that Goldman Sachs hid while they were, you know, well, in, in order to get Greece to join the uh, the Euroland Union, it was essentially a setup. They were compl- set they were completely set up, and you know, you watch, you know, you can, you want a piece of the Parthenon? I think it's on sale. <laughs> anyway, I could go for the lower third. <laughs> we should put a Starbucks in there. It would look good. Uh, so, um, so we do have a, we do have a, uh, a, a lot of people to thank and I want to get the executive producers out of the way. Okay. Um, before we get too far into the show, because we have a lot of people to thank. So our middle segments can be a little long and, um, if you don't mind. No, no. People on the podcast actually enjoy it cause they, uh, they, they like to do the, uh, the donations at double speed. And it's still actually actually funnier at double speed. Um, so what do we do here? Oh, this of course is uh, post eleven uh, eleven. Everyone was dipping into the karma pool. Oh, of course, this is going. Oh, right, gotcha. Excellent. How so we let's thank our. We have we have one two three four five one two three four one two three four five yeah executive producers and and three. Uh, Three nights. Uh, actually, one of them is Baron uh, von Pelsmark, who's uh, donating for the uh, third uh, free knighthood. That we, we, we'll, we're still working on how to f- give this away. Uh, nobody actually hit the 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 seconds or whatever it was. It was. And I, I've come up with this idea because we actually, can't, you know, we, we can't throw a dart at the board with everybody's name on it. No. Because then it becomes a, a game of chance, and, and then we're liable. We can. That's an illegal yeah. lottery, right? So what? I, so we're going to make it a. Um, I would like people who want to get one of the three knighthoods of uh, that the Baron will be giving to uh, our listeners. To, and this is. I know this is going to be a little more work. I don't want to do, but I'm going to do it anyway. To send a in twenty five words or less. If you donated the eleven eleven or eleven one 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 or you or anything that you you can extract that from or you want to get the knighthood, if you can send a twenty five word or less letter to no agenda at dvorak email with the uh, no it's uh, it's dvorak what is it no agenda at give it the email address I just did no, no agenda at dvorak you said at dvorak it doesn't matter no agenda at dvorak okay. We got it. So, uh, no agenda at Dvorak.org. Send a uh, 25-word or less essay. <laughs> Use the subject <laughs> that, line. Wait, wait, it's like a tweet. It's 25 words is not an essay. Well, it's more than 20. It could be more than 140 <laughs> characters. I think it should, it should yeah, be a it's tweet. A tweet. <laughs> Just a, 25 words is a tweet. That's not. <laughs> Send a good tweet. 25 words or less to noagendadvorak.org. Use the subject line CONTEST. If CONTEST in caps is not in the subject line, it will not be counted. So uh, you'll end up, you know, I don't know where it's going to end up. So let's thank our, um, our, our executive producers. 
and we'll mention this contest again. We'll give it a, a week or two. Steven Pelsmacher's Baron von Pelsmacher's in uh, Belgium in the morning. John Adam. This makes knighthood number three in the 11-11-11 sweepstakes. Donated precisely at 11-11 a.m. UTC on 11-11-11 to line up the numerologic deities. Please give some karma to all the donors of the No Agenda Show. Uh, best podcast in the universe. Right. Dot com. Here comes the karma. Thank you so You've much, You've got sir. karma. Baron von Pelsmachers, we would be uh, in the poorhouse without you. Thank you. Exactly. Uh, sir S- Stephen uh, Vanderhaav van der Hava. Van Hava. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he's Dutch. Says Sir Stephen. Yeah. Bellhaven in North Carolina says, In the morning, please give Carmen to my boss, Mike, as he injured his arm on the job. Okay, hold on. You've got karma. And D. Douche Sean Lambert for providing the domain names veritabletreasuretrove.com. <laughs> You've been D. Douche. I'm sure that forwards to uh, noagendashow.com. And so uh, that, uh, along with uh, Baron von Felsmacher's donation was 11,000, 11,000, 1,100, 1, 1,1, 1.11. So it was uh, Sir Stevens, $1,111.11. And finally, Sir Gizman, another one of our knights, um, Zachary Gizman, Sir, Moses Lake, Washington, uh, one 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 dot one one and you know, uh, there's it, no it's, note. It's really noticeable that the knights are checking in. That is so beautiful. Now, of course, you know everyone's in for the the super eleven eleven karma. Uh, so it's 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 good all around. But it's so nice to see the no agenda knights. Uh, you know, step up uh, to the round table and help us out. The no agenda knights are the best. Uh, Black Knight Eridodarian uh, donated three five six. Uh, he's so ah. he's the show, one of the show was uh, for the show. Here's proof that no agenda karma works. Listen to this story. Um, about two months ago, I asked for karma for my wife Lena, who lost her job after seventeen years. About three weeks after that, a former colleague contacted her about a possible job. I'm happy to report that she just made an offer for a better job than the one she lost. Right on. No agenda karma is so good that the job found her. <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking. Now, so now my oldest daughter, Stephanie, wants in on the action. Can you please send her some karma so that she does well this quarter at UC Riverside, which you just drove through? Yep. You've got karma. There you go. You know, you do actually have to do your homework. Uh, karma, <laughs> yeah. karma, karma well, does, doesn't no, wait magically. A minute, <laughs> wait yeah. a minute. She's going to UC Riverside, so that's not necessarily true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Ah, so, remember the 356 Club for Sir Aridadarian. Great. Black Knight. Uh, Matt Danley from Parts Unknown. Uh, is there a uh, Another executive uh, producer, three five six. Another member of the three five six club. In the morning, John Adam, first time donor here. I'm first time medical, first year medical student, just trying to get by. But the thought of losing your show, the best podcast in the universe, is simply depressing. So I had to scrape up some spare cast to send you guys to keep you on the air. In a related note. You would think that a young medical student today would be somewhat skeptical of vaccines and vaccine makers. It's outright scary to see how indoctrinated young individuals have become to the infallible safety of those inoculations, especially since these future doctors have no incentive to become better educated since there's no liability on their shoulders for improper use of vaccines. 
I will do my best to stop propagating that formula. <laughs> Have a safe trip, Adam and Mickey. Congrats on becoming Texans. It's yeah. 11 11 as I send this and give a big in the morning to all the veterans out there. That's right. In the morning. Yeah, I feel really bad that on Thursday, uh, I it completely slipped my mind to, to wish all the vets a happy Veterans Day for Friday. That was right. Friday was Veterans Day. Yeah. And, um,. I do have a couple of clips I want to play before we get off this segment. Or actually, we can play in the halfway. Well, too. can we, we just a, uh, tell everyone where they can go if they want to uh, help support well, the show? Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, we'll play that. we got two more associate executive producers. Oh, to. All right. Well, you want to do the clips in between? That's cool. Well, nah. Henry Reese, uh, also parts unknown to 1111, and then Brian Watson, Sir Brian Watson, one of our knights from Raleigh, North Carolina, needs seven days of karma. Give him a karma shout out. You've got karma. Now the uh, I would give uh, I would give out a uh, uh, this would go to the second. I'm sorry, I got a letter from CKP Creative that we finally found. Um, I, there was a lot of interesting things that took place. I do have some clips about 11-11 day. There's two of them well, in the clip pile. Can we just complete that, complete the segment and and then? Oh yeah, yeah I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I'm so discombobulated today, but I think it's because you're leaving the state of California and it's changing the flux of state. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I'm out of. I'm fluxed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh. Uh, oh boy. Give you one for that. All right. Uh, of course, uh, everyone is cashing in on the big 11-11-11 karma which is great by the way the square root of 11 11 11 11 11 at 11 11 a.m is one two three four five six seven eight nine zero nine eight seven six five four three two one dot two wow yeah did you know that <laughs> so uh, i actually took a moment at 11 11 11 of course it was uh, my local time whatever it was when we were on the road and uh, just uh, enjoyed the flow of it uh, so it was a very magical moment. Everyone's cashing in, which, of course, means uh, donations will suck for the next couple of weeks. So please remember your uh, happy podcasters here. We do try to bring you the best podcast in the universe each and every single time we do it, which is twice a week. Uh, and you can always go to our website. org slash N-A. So thanks to our uh, executive producers, uh, Brian Watson, Henry Reese, Matt Danley. Uh, Henry and Matt, new donors uh, here on the show, our 356 Club members and exec producers, uh, Sir Black Knight Aridadarian, Sir Giesemann, and uh, our exec- uh, also executive producers, uh, Stephen von der Hafe and uh, Baron von Pelsmarkers. It is so appreciated what you do. Thank you so much. I know you're, you're doing it for karma. Uh, the Baron is doing it just to secure land rights, I'm sure. Um and his uh his, his and his weapons trade, <laughs> but we really appreciate it. It's a beautiful thing, and uh, there was just one quick PR mention I wanted to make. Uh, Chris Holman checked in and uh, registered sorryoops dot com. Uh, in uh, in light of uh, douchebag Perry, <laughs> which I liked. Yeah, that's cute. And, of course, there is something everyone can do, even if you didn't have any cash on hand, to uh, help yourself out to some 11-11-11 karma. You can always go out, propagate the formula, which is extremely simple. Here it comes. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Hey. All right.
right. as a reminder, as a reminder, it is Dvorak.org slash NHNL, Dvorak.com slash NA, NoAgendaShow.com and NoAgendaNation.com, and you can click on the donation buttons in any of all these places. And I would like to point out that uh, your donation actually does keep the show literally on the road as we are moving uh, eastwards towards uh, Austin, Texas. And, uh, well, here we are. Uh, I slept only four hours last night. Still, we're on the air. We're doing it on the 3G. We'll do anything it takes to bring you your uh, bi-weekly dose of the good stuff. So I'm looking at the map here of Arizona. I see where you are. No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, in, New, New I'm in New Mexico. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking at the map here of New Mexico, and I see where you are. You're just outside of Las Cruces. That's exactly where we are. Do you know what the white sands are made of, by the way? Sand? No. Gypsum. They're made out of glycerin. Gypsum. Yeah, originally uh, glycerin, you're right. Gypsum. That's G- it. Gypsum. Yeah. It's yep. the largest pure gypsum dune in the world. It's pretty amazing. And it, and it has like those desert waves in it because of the wind that goes over it. And it's like yeah, snow. You, do they have dune buggy rides? <laughs> no, I, I think there's an issue with that. <laughs> oh. But I know there were kids on like sleds. You can sled on this sand. It looks like snow, yes. Yeah. I'm looking at pictures of it now. It's beautiful. White it's a, Sands National Monument. It's one of the uh, natural wonders 275 of the... 275 square miles of gypsum. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if you need some gypsum, bring a bucket. <laughs> you put it that way, it doesn't sound all that exciting. <laughs> 270 square miles of pure gypsum. If you, the road that goes through it, it looks like you're going through snow. Yeah. It's exactly like snow. It's beautiful. It's 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 a mind mesh. It's really cool. I'm Where glad does we that did gypsum it? come from? How, how does this happen? How do we have we have all these crazy sites in the United States? How do you get a how do you get 275 square miles of gypsum there? Yeah. Well, unfortunately, I mean, how many trucks did it take well, to deliver it? I'll tell you. So, unfortunately, we were about 20 minutes late for the uh, sunset stroll, so we missed that part of the explanation. But I, so, but Wait a minute, how could you be 20 minutes late? You were all timed out. We were at the border patrol. Oh, those... Yeah, oh, those boneheads, those they delayed us. So we had to run to catch up. And it was funny because uh, uh, Ranger Eileen, she's like, all right, does anyone know how these... Uh, you know, she was talking about the dune footprints. You know, it's like, it looks like if you were to look from above, it looks like there's big footprints in the dunes. And she's like, all right, does anybody know how these uh, were created? And someone says, wind. And she says, yeah, that's part of it. Anyone else know? And I go, aliens. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, did you're you get the- a big laugh for yeah, that? Yeah, I did. And she said, you're on the wrong tour. <laughs> you need to keep driving to Roswell. Roswell's just up the road. It is, yeah. Unfortunately, we're not able to go that way because now we're so behind, we got to go head down, continue down south. So there's two... Uh, Two nights, a night and a dame that we wanted to visit, but uh, they're almost uh, they're up near Albuquerque, and it, it, would, it would just take hours to get up there and back. So uh, they're in Clovis. Yeah, well, that, if you look at the map, it's uh, east. No, we're near Albuquerque. It's east of Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, but it's not near Albuquerque. No, it's, it's up- also east of L.A. It's not <laughs> near L.A. It's west of New York. I can't go there. No, but it's it, it's the same height. Look how far up we'd have to go. Yeah, but it would take you right through Roswell. I can't believe you're not going through Roswell. Do you want a show on Thursday? I'm just asking. I just don't see, I just, from my own perspective, how you, who bring this issue up every time, every other show, usually at the second half of the show, hopefully, 
can not go to Roswell and feel the vibe. I'd love to. But okay. I would prefer to see our nights over Roswell, but I can't do it. We're on, Now we're on a timetable. <sighs> from from Las Cruces to Austin? Yeah, so it's probably... How long does it take? That's another 10 hours. You could make it there tonight. No, dude. Look, dude, by the time the show is dude, over, dude... No, dude. It'll be 1 o'clock here, because, you know, we have an hour ahead of you. You know, what, we're going to drive until 11? You got two drivers. The distance between Las Cruces and Austin is 549 miles. Yeah, in a straight line, but you have to go down and then take the 290. It's another 10 hours. All right. By the way... You're not going to go down to Juarez and, and, and insult the Mexican gangs? Hey, John, two words. Blow me. How about this? I got, I'm looking at the map. You're going to go to Carlsbad and go to Carlsbad Caverns. <sighs> the, Range Rover, the Range Rover, by the way. Uh, I have to take With it the back. New suspension. What a cruiser. What a cruiser. It's awesome. Uh, I mean, knock on wood. I don't want to invite the boogeyman in. Wow. Thing cruises. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, I, I was doing like a 95, 100 going to, to the White Sands, and you know, like it was like we were doing 50. It just felt beautiful. No, that's a cruiser. It's great. Well, that's with the new suspension. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm driving yeah, this thing. Maybe we should get, the, get those things and pull, put the new suspension in. Yep. All right. Play some clips because I can barely talk. I'm so tired. Uh, I didn't get any clips for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Please, you jest. So let's see. I got too many clips. I got a lot of clips. I, I, uh, oh, by the way, there's one good. Let's have, let's get these eleven eleven clips out of the way. I did have one. I didn't put it on here, but Jim Rome, uh, the sports guy, did a whole show on eleven eleven, and he counted down right to eleven 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 eleven, and it was it was actually quite amusing. And maybe I'll play it in the future, but I won't play it today. But this is interesting. Play the baby boom. There's a baby boom that took place on eleven eleven at the local hospitals. Oh, oh wait, stop. Why do you think that is? Uh, because people had sex. Play the clip. We were hoping the day would bring them luck and it would be an easy anniversary to remember. The chapel say the number of weddings came close to 777 but did not pass it. Well, here in the Bay Area, people were celebrating new additions to their family on this numerical day. Doctors at Alta Bates Hospital weren't surprised about yesterday's baby boom, especially because nine months ago was Valentine's Day. <laughs> okay. Hey, oh. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes nothing but sense. It's, it's an American, uh, it's in our culture, is we have sex once a year on Valentine's Day. That's what <laughs> we do. You go, they get a baby boom that's, on 11, 11, 11. That's what we do. All right. There's another one if you want to play the other 11, 11, 11 uh, story. <laughs> but the parents of Elisa King and Michael Moore will be pleased to know the couple didn't just pick this day out. Poor kid. And Michael Moore's kid? I mean, the, is the kid was a guy named Michael Moore. Oh, okay. Out of thin air, turns out the number 11 has some meaning. We were long distance for a while, and so it was a nice reminder at 11 a.m. in the morning and 11 p.m. to just think of each other. 
Nathan and Don Adams of Ree simply thought the date had a nice ring to it, kind of like a wedding bell. Actually, she wants to get married on the first of last of this year, so one one eleven. I thought it'd be better if we make it all um, symmetrical. Eleven, eleven, eleven. <laughs> Don't leave the floor. None of the eleven couples said they chose the date for its significance as a once-in-a-century palindrome. But Dylan and Stephanie Todd did find the date full of symbolism. We were saying 11, 11, 11. We were making a joke that we were the only one for each other. So <laughs> we picked all the ones we could find. And if you want to hear something truly mysterious, turns out the city wasn't even planning for 11 couples. We had 12, and then one person canceled. Then we had somebody else call, and so we were back up to 12, and then they canceled as well, so we were back down to 11. <laughs> 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, You see this video? 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, It's great. Listen, it's beautiful how it ends. It's one guy did this, like the Queen video. Right. Hold on, let me fast forward to the end. I love this. 11, 11, 11, 11, 11, here it comes. So nice. Uh, so what's our next palindrome? Eleven, twelve, eleven. No, no, eleven twenty-two, eleven twenty-two, yeah, eleven twenty-two yeah. is a big deal. I think that's actually more interesting because you have a one, one, two, two, one, one. It's kind of a, it's it's a, it's balanced and it's got it's just great. And there's yeah. kind of going to be a thirty-three, and there's no zero zero, so it's it's and, the last. And after that, it's twelve, 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 right? Hmm. And then there's wait, isn't there twelve? No, twenty-one, twenty-one. Uh, I don't know. What do I know? Somebody in the, I guess in one of the chat rooms says that there, there, if you, the square root of eleven, eleven, yeah, 11, it's 11, actually 11. three, 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 forever. Yeah. Hmm. Coincidence? I think not. All right. Well, that was great, John. That was some great information. Thank you for that baby story. Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's probably story. as interesting as Merle's really going. Good. So, uh, so, did you uh, watch the debate last night? Because, of course, I couldn't watch it. Did yes, you? I did, and I have some clips, and it was it was amazing. I, First I, of all. I got the Gingrich clip, which I think you have as well. That that blew me away, and I'm like, oh, I hope you watched it, because I want to hear how. This was, was this CBS? Was that what this was? Yeah, it was CBS, and it was in conjunction CBS. with the guy who owns that same group that uh, Vivek Kundra worked for. Oh, um, really? Yeah, isn't that interesting? That huh. yeah, that other that other guy, the moderator, uh, the uh, the moderator douche. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing was is well, was this, weird. Uh, why now the Republican National Convention, the party? Oh, by the way, were. how many times was Ron Paul called on? Um, I already saw the news reports. Once, eighty-nine seconds. I think he got out of out of a two-hour show. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. It's 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 complete. This is my question. So the RNC, which is the party, if you will, uh, they determined they're going to have thirty debates. You know who who's producing that? Endemol. I mean, who came up with this idea to do all this? And by the way, it's not a debate. They're debating the moderators. 
This whole thing with Newt Gingrich is like the moderators arguing with him. They're supposed to argue each uh, other. They, every time they try to do that, the guy jumped in and t- took over. Mm. All right. So I got a couple of things here. First of all, let's set, it, let's set the stage. This was after. But there was the two things that were in. Most of it was boring. They talked about Iran, and then Santorum went on and on and on. And Here, let's start with, let's start with that then. Santorum wants more covert activity. Play the Santorum thing, and you get a, a feeling for the Iran debate. Everyone's, oh, Iran's going to kill us. Oh, hold on a second. Okay. <laughs> That's true, by the way. Sure that happens. I hope, I hope that some of the things that I've talked about here and, and Newt's uh, thing that I've, I've been talking about for a while, which is covert activity. Covert! You know, there have been scientists turning up dead in Russia and in yeah. Iran. <laughs> We've been reporting on that for so long. The, the, the scientists yeah, are dead. It, he goes on and on about covert activity. How covert is it? Yeah. If you're reporting on it, there have been, it's not very covert, is it, Rick? <laughs> computer viruses. There have been problems ah, at the facility. I hope that the United States has been involved with that. I hope that we've been doing everything we can covertly to make sure that that program doesn't proceed forward. And if we're lucky enough, and I'm not sure we will be, that if un- no action is taken and oh, shut we still up. don't have a nuclear run, that would be my laser beam focus to make sure that would not happen. And that's my fine, laser Senator, beam. Thank you very much. Go. I'm focusing my frothy laser beam on that. Uh, hey guys, me, but how come they gave him so much time? Uh, Here's another one. Let's play another Rick no. Santorum. He had, he, had, no he had another one? Yeah, but he had two or three of them. He was given all kinds of time. Play the Rick Santorum. And this is the one that's interesting. Listen to this. And t- and it's, the, the clip is named Rick Santorum Makes No Sense. And listen to this logic. And you go, what is he talking about? The guy's an idiot. That we're going to be dealing with here in this, in this year. And that's the issue of Iran getting a nuclear weapon. I think everyone should have the opportunity to answer that question. Uh, particularly me. Uh, I've been working on Iran since back in 2004, and I proposed exactly the things that Herman and, and, and Mitt Romney suggested, which was to give money to the, uh, to the, to the rebel forces there to, uh, to help the pro-democracy movement and to put tough sanctions in place. I was opposed by President Bush, and yet we were able to overcome that and pass the Iran Freedom and Support Act. I was able to get that done, and then President Bush didn't provide money for the pro-democracy movement, and President Obama cut that money. Well, we, we have a situation that's different. I disagree with Newt. As more sanctions and, and, and providing you know, more support for the pro-democracy movement isn't going to be enough in time. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is like a kid that has at show and tell goes up and talks about his vacation. And then, exactly. we, uh, and then we, uh, we went to the campground. And then uh, before we left, we, had, uh, we took our pets. And the pet uh, had to poop. But then uh, the campground was flooded. And uh, what an idiot. He's, he says, Bush didn't give us any money. And then Obama cut that money. Yeah. How does that work? Thanks for that. Oh, <laughs> you know, just on Iran. I disagree with Newt. Meanwhile, he agreed with him. It's like, it's just the guy is a rambling buffoon. On uh, Iran for a second, one of our Farsi-speaking producers checked in. Remember we had that BBC translation, I think it was on the last show, where the yeah. BBC translator said, uh, we want to thank them, we'll defeat them through our software? Right. So, um, hi guys, I was listening to your show last week, and since I'm Iranian, I can understand the Farsi language and the clip you played at the end of last show. Um... Oh, wait, hold on. Before you go on, yeah. let me guess. It was mistranslated. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
He says, uh, well, he so he gives us the uh, the Farsi, which I can't even begin to pronounce. And then he says, here's the translation. There's one bit I couldn't hear because the translator talked over it. Quote, well, one report from America we thank you for thousand, and then in unintelligible, for atomic bomb for the world destroying. He said nothing. He said the word for software in Farsi is software. He said not at, not at any point did the Ahmadinejad guy say software. He says the gist of the translation is they thanked America for some report they came up with themselves, and thanks to America, the world would be destroyed or trashed. So, BBC, intentionally or not, lied. This was not the translation of what Ahmadinejad said. In fact, Ahmadinejad was complaining about this far, probably farcical report, or I read the report, doesn't say that Iran has a nuclear weapon. It says, oh, we think they do, which is what people have been saying for, since 2003. Yeah. And, and we got a treasure trove of documents from uh, Gaddafi's compound in Libya that proves it. Please, please. All right. Yeah. All right. So Santorum, of course, wants, he probably wants to get in the New York Times because they've been just doing um, report. Two days ago, they had four stories about Iran. I think it's because Syria is just off. You know, Russia, well, Russia has now said that they're going to uh, supply weapons to Syria because there's no embargo and they're going to honor their agreements. So there's no way. Syria's off the map. New York Times has not written about it. It's all about Iran, I guess. Well, actually, they put Syria on the front page of, the, of, of this morning Sunday paper. Oh, noes. But it wasn't done as a, it didn't seem like a triggering story. It seemed like a story of, you know, everybody wants something to happen in Syria, but we're still not, we're still not, uh, we're not turning the switch. Hmm. It's hard to explain it, but that's pretty much the way I interpreted it. Okay. Well, so, so it's, we're still on it's track with white. no Syrian invasion, despite what Lucifer wants. I guess it's straight to Iran now. That's what everybody wants. Because they've got software. Well. <laughs> software. <laughs> software. Douche. All right. Any more so anyway, so the, stuff? So, the, so this guy was a, a joke. They all started off with this anti-Iran. That was, that was already more than Ron Paul got to speak. That was, that was like two minutes right there. So Ron Paul got in on the one argument. They didn't. They didn't let him in on the on the good one. They get, they let him in on the torture argument. Uh, and so it was it was uh, Herman Cain that that thinks torture is great. And <laughs> of course, he's he, he he's a he's a bankster. He's from the Federal Reserve. He's a he's an elitist. He loves it. He and by the way, he thinks torture is pushing your head towards his crotch. So here's waterboarding Kane and Bachman thinks Bachman, the Christian woman, thinks torture is fantastic. Waterboarding <laughs> specifically. No. Yes. Play. Happy to say, emailed into the National Journal. And it comes from Stephen Shafroth of the Dells, Oregon. And I'd like to address this question to Mr. Kane. <laughs> Stephen writes, I served on an aircraft carrier during the Vietnam War. I believe that torture is always wrong in all cases. What is your stance on torture? Nice pregnant pause there. I believe in following the procedures that have been established by our military. I do not agree with torture, period. However, 
I will trust the judgment of our military leaders <laughs> to determine what is torture and what is not torture. Uh, is- uh, he, he, he knew this was coming. That is so carefully prepared, that answer. Yeah, but he still blows it. Keep, keep it. Consideration. Mr. Kane, of course, you're familiar with the long-running debate we've had about whether waterboarding constitutes torture or is it an enhanced interrogation te- technique. In the last campaign, Republican nominee John McCain and Barack Obama agreed that it was torture and should not be allowed legally and that the Army field manual should be the methodology used to interrogate enemy combatants. I can't believe this is a serious conversation in the United States of America. I can't, this blows me away that we're talking this way. This is it's like, am, it's amazing. It's like, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. It's now we're down to the, to the words and, you know, oh, I, I'd like to go and waterboard everybody there. Do you agree with that or do you disagree, sir? I agree that it was an enhanced interrogation <laughs> technique. <laughs> Come here, put your mouth on my crotch. I got an enhanced interrogation technique for you. Yeah. And then you would support... And people are laughing or clapping? What are they doing? Both. Clapping and booing. Return to that policy. I would return to that policy. I don't see it as torture. I see it as an enhanced interrogation technique. Congressman Congresswoman Bachman, your opinion on this question that our emailer asked. If I were president, I would be willing to use waterboarding. I think it was very effective and gained information. Let's vote her in just for the yucks. That's so funny. I saw she's her, unbelievable. Her hair is now all tied. Her hair is like all tied back now. I mean, her outfits are amazing. The way she changes every single time. Yeah, she so, needs a dog collar around so, her neck. Yeah, oh yeah, and she needs to be wearing some leather. For our country, and I and I also would like to say that today, under Barack Obama, he is allowing the ACLU to run the CIA. You need to understand. <laughs> wow, did you know that? Yeah, the ACLU was running the CIA. Running. The CIA. They're running the CIA. So if you want to get something done, go to the ACLU offices in Philadelphia, Washington, and tell them what you want done. Are because they, they're running the CIA. Are they also running the drones? Are they, like, flying those drones I, everywhere? They must. ACLU. The CIA. Those guys are great, yeah. The today... Today is she going to take this to Obamacare somehow? Does she? Does she, is she no. able to twist it? We, it, when we, uh, t- uh, it, it, when we interdict a terrorist <laughs> on the battlefield, yeah. we have no jail for them. We have nowhere. To- yeah, we have Gitmo. What is she talking about? I have no idea what she's talking about. We have. They put people on naval ships. We've got plenty of places to go and uh, waterboard people. To take them. We have no CIA interrogation anymore. It is as though we have decided we want to lose in the war on terror under President Obama. That's not my strategy. <laughs> Did anyone ask by any chance... Uh, how about uh, we killed bin Laden and we droned all those poor saps? Did they ask about that? Was there any drone no. talk at all? Um, now that you mention it, no. Really? Well, there was, there, well, there was kind of, no, but they never mentioned drones, but they did talk about the assassination of Al-Waki. All which right. we'll get to in a second. Okay, but now let's that we get her finished, and then we go to Ron Paul, and then I got one. Well, she was done. Now, go to Ron. That was the end of the clip. Okay, well, now we go to Ron Paul, and as Ron Paul condemns the people who say this is a good thing, and he gets some applause, by the way. Oh, thank goodness! Uh, even though they show an audience shot of nobody oh, applauding. Of course. of course, it's the old oldest trick in the book. And so they, so he, uh, 
says is, and she tries to jump in and they cut her off. They say, we've already heard enough of you. And <laughs> she, cause she tries to defend herself. Oh, great. Major, uh, major I have to wait. Oh, major, major. What? That was the was beginning. Was that the beginning of the Ron Paul clip? Yeah. It's only 10 oh. seconds. Oh, nuts. Maybe, well, anyway, I, I obviously clipped it poorly. Maybe you... Well, here's uh, what happened. Ron, I'll, I'll just give you the summary. And right. she's jumping in at the end. Major, ma- who names their kid Major, by the way? What's up with that? Maniac. Major. Ron Paul says torture is immoral. It's illegal. It's illegal by U.S. law. It's illegal at international law. And it's, it's, and immoral. it's something we shouldn't do, period. Yeah. yeah. And so he, well, I think the, when he said it was immoral, she wanted to jump in and she <sighs> wanted to get her two cents in. It's not immoral. Shoo, let, me sh- to- let me shoo her. Hold on a second. <laughs> shoo that biatch. Meanwhile, she's moaning and groaning about one thing or another. And uh, we'll, we're, we're going to move on to the next... Uh, no, about I'll get to Ron this, Paul thing for later. All right, Gingrich. Uh, this is the one that I saw. This this is great. Okay, and now, so they asked, well, let's start with the first one, though. You got to start with the uh, killing Americans. Uh, Gingrich was second. Let me see. Where's Romney, the other one? There's Romney. One. Romney on Romney, killing Americans. Romney. The, first they asked Romney, <laughs> and then they asked Gingrich. And then, uh, then are we they, seriously uh, at talking debating killing Americans? Is that where we're yeah, at in 2011? Romney. Governor. Romney, recently President Obama ordered the death of an American citizen who Yay! was suspected of terrorist activity overseas. Is it appropriate for the American president, on the president's say-so alone, to order the death of an American citizen suspected of terrorism? Oh, oh can I guess what he says? Does he say do yes? Think? Does he say yes? Yeah, mm. absolutely. And the- not just yes. I, sorry, I, I almost spit my coffee. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. In this, case, uh, this is an individual who had aligned himself with a, with a group that declared war on the United States of America. And, uh, and if there's someone that's going to join with a group like Al-Qaeda that declares war in America and we're in a, in a, a war with that entity, no, then we're of not. course anyone who no, is bearing arms with that entity is fair game for the United States of America. That is not true. We have never declared war on Al-Qaeda. That is not true. We are not at war with Al-Qaeda. We have not declared war with Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda, of course, doesn't exist. I guess we're, if, if you extrapolate and connect the dots, we're at war with the ACLU. Uh, or the American public. Yeah, possibly. All right, Gingrich. I mean, because we want to kill him. Because Gingrich, unfortunately, I know what he says because I have the clip, is right. Unfortunately. What do you mean he's right? Oh, I'll tell you why. Let's listen to the clip. It is the rule of law. Uh, you know, I gotta, let me play my clip. Because my clip has uh, that douchebag. Is it, is it Major? Is he asking the questions or the other guy? The other guy asked, I think. Actually saying, no, no, it's not. It's not. Thank you very much. We'll have, we'll have courtesy for all of the candidates on the stage. Uh, Speaker Gingrich, if I could just ask you the same question. As President of the United States, would you sign that death warrant? For an American citizen overseas who you believe is a terrorist suspect. Well, he's not a terrorist suspect. He's a person who was found guilty under review of actively seeking the death of America. He, under John, do you think we could be under review? Well, uh, he's I think fi- we've been under review. Is this the uh, the the drone we're on the secondary drone list? Is this the drone review board? Not not found guilty by a court, sir. He was found guilty by a panel that looked at. Oh, it's a panel. I'm sorry, it's a panel <laughs> on the dais. 
Yes, hello, panel. How do you find guilty? Reported to the president. Well, that's <laughs> extrajudicial. Let me, let me tell you a story. It's not the rule of law. It is the rule of law. Now, he says it is the rule of law, and unfortunately, he is correct. Because under the Patriot Act, and, uh, and, with all, and this is put in place by Bush, of course, extended by Obama, if you are found to be an enemy combatant, an enemy combatant, then you can be killed. That is explicitly false. It is the rule of law. No. If you engage in war against the United States, you are an enemy combatant. There you, you go. Have none of the That's the exact wording, enemy combatant. He is right about that. It's a sad state, but he's right. So wait a minute. There's no due process on this. How is the guy... John he says if you declare war, he didn't declare war in the United States. No, no, no. Where have you been? Where have you been for the past five years? In the Patriot Act, it explicitly says an enemy combatant, which as determined by the president or the panel, if you're an enemy combatant, then you're fair game. All, all of your constitutional rights are gone, my friend. These have been suspended. This is the whole problem. He is right at this moment. This is what you okay. You, on, on the surface, he is right, and this is why they would not turn this back over to Ron Paul, who was ignored throughout the rest of the debate. He was probably wetting his pants. Oh. United States, you cannot go. To uh, and people are applauding this. Oh, no! The whole audience is applauding. Yes, kill, 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 peace. There's a huge gap here that, that, frankly, far too many people get confused over. <laughs> Civil defense, criminal defense, is a function of being within the American law. Waging war on the United States is outside criminal law. It is an act of war and should be dealt with as an act of war. And the correct thing in an act of war is to kill people who are trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I take Bachman back. I want this guy as our president. Kill people. <laughs> Kill people. This is, hi, I'm from America, where we kill people. Hey, <laughs> I am kill. so happy I'm moving to Texas where I can have a gun. Because yeah. this is an outrage. And, and, and the, the fact that the debate is not about how outrageous it is, what has happened to the United States Constitution. And, that, uh, and, and by the way, I would say that, that the entire Patriot Act is unconstitutional by itself. Duh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, of course, it was. It was. You know, it keeps getting signed. You know, they keep passing yeah. it over yeah. and over. So, whose fault is that? Section two fifteen. Go to section two fifteen dot org. Read all about it, and go to gotdroned dot com and see how many American citizens have getting gotten droned. Oh my goodness! It's not good so, enough to kill brown people in sand. We got to kill white people in sand. In white sand. So, so I want to play the one clip just before they went to Gingrich. They played the uh, this the guys made this commentary. No boos at the debate. So when Gingrich came up and gave his spiel, no one could boo him, which they, I think the Ron Paul people would have done. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, the applause are lovely, but we will not have booing. Nah! What is this? <laughs> <laughs> no booing. She sort of niche booing, yeah. Schweinhund nicht booing. She couldn't nicht booing. I got a tweet from uh, one of our producers who was at the event, and he got scolded and scoffed at in the audience because he booed Gingrich. 
He tweeted that. He said, oh, I just got like, you know, just got like uh, hammered for booing. Wir sollen nicht booen, ja? Das wird nicht gehandhaft. Booen ist nicht in Ordnung. Hallo? Your papers? Why are you booing? You cannot be booing. You cannot be booing. <laughs> if no you booing. If you boo, you are fair game and we must kill you. Oh my you're, goodness. You're an enemy uh, combatant you're an for en booing. An enemy combatant. <laughs> uh, I'm ashamed. I'm deeply, deeply, deeply ashamed. Not just by the spectacle that these reality shows have become. <laughs> Not just that. Who produced this? Who produced this show? CBS. Yeah, but it's got to be. A, did you look at the credits? No. It was the same guy who does the Emmys. Come on, it's got to be. I don't know. You look it up. Somebody is, probably got it. This is this is so so embarrassing as a nation. <laughs> it's really bad. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, if the criminal court ever gets any balls and and picks up some of our tourists that float around the world, you know that. Me, but you know, Cheney and uh, these guys. Nah, be, no, uh, ah, please, it's not gonna please. happen. Oh my goodness! Oh, 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 oh! Yeah, this was the worst of the debates in that regard, and so it's showing just the ugliest side. Let's, we love torture and killing people, and don't you dare boo it, and no booing, <laughs> no booing, uh, no booing dot com. I'm sure it's available. Oh, meanwhile, can I just uh, interject with a little uh, short clip? <laughs> Please. So if you weren't frightened enough by that, check this out. News to tell you about particularly this. There's a new travel warning this morning. Federal officials are eyeing possible attacks on buses. The warning comes just days before one of the busiest travel weeks of the year. Officials say there's reason to believe that terrorists might try to detonate bombs on buses both here in the U.S. and abroad. Documents seized from Osama bin Laden's compound even outline a plot to use the buses themselves as weapons, driving them into buildings or crowds of people. Officials say a specific attack, though, is not imminent. Now, is that a bus you're driving or a weapon of mass destruction? And then to do all that, and then, and then at the end... not imminent. Not imminent to say, oh, by the way, this is just to, to scare you. It's not going to happen is the most disgusting thing I heard all week. Wow. Wait until you start watching Texas local news. I ain't gonna watch. No, yeah, you are. Yeah, I will. Of course, that's why I'm there, is to improve the show. And I'd like to thank the elites for flipping the earthquake machine in Texas in honor of our arrival. Did you uh, hear about that? No. Yeah, 4.8 uh, magnitude earthquake just south of San Antonio. <laughs> hmm. They never have earthquakes in Texas. We show up. Let me Tracking. just see. Let me see how this works. We're in Washington, D.C. Earthquake. We're on our way to Texas. Earthquake. Hmm. Yeah, the government actually, um, let's see, the U.S. Army and U.S. Geological Survey have concluded the practice of injecting water into deep rock formations causes earthquakes. Thank you. Now that you got that out of the way, remember, you are an insurgents. And we need to throw psyops on you to make you not believe it's true. Oh, 
So wow. I found, uh, before we go on, uh, I did find the New York Times front page that has the era, the Assyria story. Okay. It's above the. I'll just I'll just deconstruct it so people can. Do realize we want? Do we want to? Uh, do you want? I mean, can we do the jingle since you're going to do it? It's a Sunday after all. Can we? We might. As well. Okay, let's yeah. do the jingle. Let's get our money. the Sunday time. Yeah. Yeah. The Sunday New York Times had a uh, picture of the uh, football game with the Nit- Nittany Lions, uh, which is the Penn State team, which lost to Nebraska. And by the way, don't you think it was interesting? And it did, they keep the story keeps going and going and going. But the one little element that's kind of interesting that they nobody at, at, that I've seen yet on network news. It was on my blog. The original district attorney that took the case on and yeah, he's uh, been missing. The guy's been missing. <laughs> he's now declared dead. Oh, how convenient! So let me get this and straight. The funny thing is, if you look at it, if you look at the 2002, uh, actually, if you look at the record of the Penn State team, when the first accusations came out, they went on to an amazing losing streak. And as soon as this guy was determined to be, or when they when he went missing, dead. Mm-hmm. The team went eleven and one. I mean, they immediately started winning again. So that just indicates to me that everybody knew about this, and they were just nervous about getting busted. This guy was out to get everybody. He wow. got nobody. He got him. I, I, I did. See, you know, the, that doesn't come up in the conversation. No, but you know what? What does come up in the conversation? Because I watched a little bit of the morning shows this morning. Because we are an hour and a head hour ahead. Um, they they're going out and they're interviewing people around Penn. Around Penn State, and of course, what they do is they only take the things that you're meant to see, and they edit those into the piece. We've deconstructed that so many times, and it's all like, "Yeah, we just need to move on. Yeah, we'll get over this." No, no, stop, stop, please. You have a a pedo bear ring in your midst, selling boys to elites, uh, covered up by the authorities, including Child Protective Services. You can't move on from this, and all they're talking about is football. Well, Some should we should they be suspended from the team from the from the playoffs? What, are you kidding me? It's unbelievable. It's just like cover it up, of course, because the people who are running the the networks are in the ring. This is rampant. It's the church. It's uh, the Boy Scouts. It's uh, the 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 football league. Oh. Okay, all right, all right. So anyway. The uh, there there should be so the, the missing district attorney is quite uh, alarming. Anyway, so I'm looking at the paper. So above the fold, the top story, the one over the far right, and this is really the headline story is even as government acts time runs short for euro, they euro they are announcing in the uh, euro land essentially. This story indicates to me that they're going to pull the plug on this thing, and you better get your ducks in a row. Well, they're talking about the neuro. Did you hear this? No, the yeah. neuro. The neuro, yeah. It would be... Only Why do they f- call it the neuro? N-E-R-O. <laughs> yeah. The, well, the, well, okay. The neuro would only be for the northern states in Euroland. So all the southern guys, <laughs> like, there's a cutoff point. And it, sorry, you're, not, you're in the euro, not in the neuro. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, the neuro. They're actually talking about this, the neuro. <laughs> So they, this seems to me to be a, a is an indicator story. So I'd be, keep an eye on my investments. Then we see the one. Then there's the air on the far left. The Arab League suspends Syria over brutality. And what this story says to me is that mm. look, don't get worked up about Syria. The Arab League is it's taking care case. of it. Yeah, they're on the case. Yeah, I had that story too. Yeah. 
That's exactly and right. And then they had a Romney story, which was meaningless, a spotlight fixed on Geithner, a man Obama fought to keep. And I'm not sure where that's headed. Another 9-11 story for some reason. Really? And then a, a really weird story was showing some kid in a, in a hot tub. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> kid in a hot tub with, with a football helmet on by any chance? Uh, no, but he's uh, he got his computer there and he's typing in the hot and tub. It's a fun, yeah, yeah, front page. <laughs> and so it's called Animal McMansion. Students train down trade dorm for suburban luxury. And let me just read some of this story. Apparently, university. One of our our uh, listeners going to Riverside should go to Merced. Because it had apparently a housing disaster and it blew up, and so there's all these McMansions, these you know these mini mansions yeah. that these kids are renting, really for next to nothing. Well, that's pretty and cool. They're, and they're going to school. They're like living the life of Riley in these five bedroom places with you know hot tubs and <laughs> pools and the whole thing. Yeah, live it up, kids. It ain't gonna last. Live, yeah, it live it up while you can. Live it up in while Merced. you can. <laughs> kind of the down, kind of the downside is you're in Merced. Live it up, baby. Wow. All right. Was that it? Yeah, I guess. John's gonna hum the Sunday time. I, I will say this: yeah. that if anybody out there is listening to the show live, get today's Sunday New York Times. Go to the find somebody who's got it and get it. The paper is filled to the gills with memes and messages that just, I mean, it just goes, it's every sec- section. Cool. This is the most packed paper I've seen for, I'd say, since I started subscribing. I got a couple of uh, interesting uh, meme clips for you that are all uh, from uh, El Presidente. Uh, you know, Obama, of course, President Obama has his uh, two reality shows. He has the actual reality show, The West Wing Week. And then, of course, he has his uh, his uh, his uh, his YouTube address, which was very boring. They dressed him up in in a flight jacket. He's on uh, on uh, on a battleship, and it was like yeah. accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> it was very much, and it, it it didn't look good on him. If you if you see the video, it's like one shoulder's way too long. I mean, the, the thing is oversized by four sizes. It just doesn't look good on him. But, it's, but they they didn't center it, so it's like hanging off one shoulder. Didn't look good. So the West Wind Week. West Wing Week. Uh, and is this spelled W-E-A-K? Yeah, it should be. Um, listen to uh, the meme that we've been following. To the Yaden Regional Head Start Center. First, he visited a classroom to meet with educators and some of the nation's future builders. Then he announced the next step in his We Can't Wait campaign. Oh, it's a campaign now. We huh. can't, it's a We Can't Wait campaign. Okay. So the campaign consisted of a, yet another executive order, which he signed, and this was to cut waste, which we talked about on a previous show. Um, but this guy, I'm sorry, he's so childish. So what he did is he held a contest, a contest among staffers who could come up with the best idea to cut waste. Now listen to how they, you know, of course, like any good reality show, you have the little sound clips, and he does a conference, a video conference with the winners, and then he's actually talking, he's in the Oval Office signing this order, and he's got 20 people around him, and the, one of the guy who wins, he doesn't even know who the guy is, so he says, raise your hand. Just listen to this. During the teleconference, he thanked them for their ideas and told them he was signing an executive order to reduce government spending on travel, technology, and trinkets. Dad, I love that. 
travel technology and trinkets. You know, if we could only save some money on trinkets, that will save the country, John. I didn't know that we had a budget for trinkets. Apparently we did. Now listen. Saving taxpayers as much as $4 billion a year. We had $4 billion worth of trinkets. Holy moly. <laughs> was it travel? Was it travel? Technology. Te- technology and trinkets. We haven't seen as much action out of Congress as we'd like, uh, and that's why we launched uh, on our own initiative the campaign. The campaign. Cut waste. We can't wait. Not just to cut spending, but to make government work better for the American people. Uh, Roger Rhodes works at the Department of Commerce. Raise your hand, Roger. See, he doesn't even know who the guy is. Raise your hand, Roger. He's reading off the paper. Uh, Raise your hand, Roger, so I know where to look. It's an old trick, by the way. You know, it's like when you forget someone's name, there's all kinds of tricks you can get out of it. Oh, yeah, I got a half dozen tricks I use. Yeah, but this is a really old one. Like, raise your hand, Roger. What are we, in kindergarten? There's Roger. Uh, he found a way to there save the department there almost $2 million a year on its cell phone bills. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, there are probably uh, some consumers out there that would like to talk to them and find out uh, <laughs> uh, what they could save on their cell phone. Oh, he made a funny. $2 million on cell phone bills? That's nothing. That's a medium-sized business does that. That's nothing. Don't make me laugh. Now, the final one. So he's on this video conference. He's complimenting these uh, winners who came up with genius ideas to uh, cut back on trinkets. But now, uh, apparently they used a tool that I was uh, unfamiliar with. It's, a, it's apparently a tool that uh, is only available in the Obama administration. Uh, where it was effectively tracked, everybody was putting... Uh, the same special uh, super-duper space wrench in the same place. The super-duper space wrench. What? Yeah. That's the tool. Super-duper what? Space wrench. Super-duper space wrench? Yeah, listen to it. Am I hearing this right? (laughs) Yes, you're hearing it right. This is your president. Listen again. It was effectively tracked. Everybody was putting uh, the same special uh, super-duper space wrench in the same place. (laughs) What? <laughs> I'd love what it when, talking about? I love it when you're flabbergasted. Well, because they uh, they use the super duper space wrench to find ways to cut back on spend spending on technology, uh, travel, and trinkets. And apparently, you can only do that with the super duper space wrench. What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> super duper space wrench don't you have one of those in the garage with an outline so when you know where to hang it up again it's like an attack vector attack vector dish dashboard it's a super duper space wrench it's like a clutch car what is he talking about <laughs> what is it supposed to be uh, how many clutch times car. <laughs> how many times do i have to tell you it's a super duper space uh, wrench where it was effectively tracked everybody was putting uh, the same special uh, super duper space wrench in the same place. <laughs> Even the people around him were like, what a buffoon. <laughs> super duper space wrench. Jeez. I think that should be, you know, if, there's ever, if we get a debate, if he doesn't quit, between, I guess, Romney and him, I hope the, the major or Anderson says, uh, Mr. President, uh, will you be using your super duper space wrench to fix the economy? These issues will never come up. These things are all rigged. No kidding. Wow. <laughs> that, that give a hit it. Clip of the day. Really? Oh, I, di- I didn't expect that. Well, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll take the honor. 
clip of the day. And I thank the producers of the West Wing Week. West Wing Week. W-E-A-K. West Wing Week for uh, handing me that on a silver platter. The Super Duper Space Wrench. It may even be the title of the show. It's so good. It's uh, on the list of, <laughs> of, of names to consider. <laughs> so, um, uh, there's a summary uh, of the uh, these occupy things which have deteriorated. Yeah, they've been and kicked out. And uh, did you I just- think the main the main uh, thing I think it did, and this guy, by the way, was clipped to death. He was on every sort of uh, international news show with just one kind of one simple comment. Uh, he, you've got to imagine a guy kind of is covered with Rastafarian hair, and he looks uh, like he's wasted, and he says, I'm here to stay. Oh, okay. You surprised me. I didn't know what to do. I got it. This right here is my home, and I'm here to stay. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he's doing a <laughs> very subtle Christopher Walken. Subtle? Not really. <laughs> This is my home, and I'm here to stay. This right here is my home, and I'm here to stay. Hey. <laughs> stay. <laughs> it's so sad. It's like, you know, you do this in the sand somewhere where we can steal oil. You're, you're a, you're a democracy. You're, de- you're, you're fighting for democracy and for God-given rights and human, as human rights. You do it in America, you're an idiot. <laughs> You're an idiot. Exactly. There's even an Occupy uh, White Sands going on here. There were tents. Oh, really? Yeah, the tents everywhere. Yeah, of well, course. Are you sure that's just not squatters? No, but maybe. No, but it's not the 99%. Big 99%. And uh, by the way, I want to mention to people that, uh, you know, uh, now, of course, everyone's looking at pictures of Michael Moore's, you know, $2 million home people. This is all part of the setup, okay? This is all part of the setup to distract from what you're trying to do. They're doing this just to create more of a sh- just to create more reasons for news airtime on this bull crap. You have Michael Moore. Oh, he's one of them. He's one of the one percent. Look at his look at his mansion. It's he. Michael Moore's in on it, and he's selling books like crazy. Twenty seven bucks a pop. Is that thing on the bestseller list yet? I think he is. It's funny because the other guy, Clinton, came out with a book. I guess he somehow managed to write, or somebody did. And so he's on C-SPAN, being interviewed by his daughter Chelsea, and it's oh, just like no. the two of them. I don't think that they like each other. Well, he's giving her the stink eye, and she's asking <laughs> really? these stupid questions. <laughs> no, yeah. no, yeah. He's like you're just a spy for your mother. I hate yeah. you. Yeah, uh. and yeah. I guess I should back exactly. up and say. These kinds of financial crashes take historically five to ten years to get over. And if you have a mortgage component to it, it tends to push it out toward ten years. We should be trying to beat that clock. We can't do it, in my opinion. Even if we adopt, I'm for the president's jobs plan. I think there are a lot of good ideas in there. But, and they'll give us one and a half, two million jobs, according to the economic (coughs) analysis. But if you want to return to a full employment economy, if you want to start having 240,000 jobs a month, I, well, I think we average 227,000 a month for eight years. If you want that, you've got to flush this debt and get bank lending going again. 
So he's going on about uh, it's going to take five years. It goes to ten years if there's a if there's a real estate component. This is bull crap. It's the last decade. We're spiraling. He's just ma- making stuff up. He was sit- standing there making stuff up. Very slow witted. Because I, I, his- I think he's uh, I think he's in trouble. I think he's very ill. Much iller than we think. He's going to his face with his hands, but he, you know, it's like when you go to your face, you know, before he lies, which is most of the time, so he's constantly doing this. But he goes to his face, but he goes so slow, and then he kind of scratches real slow, and then he talks, and he's, you know, his eyes are really, he he looks like he's an advertisement for Samsonite with all the bags under his eyes. It's unbelievable. And, you know, then he glares at Chelsea, who tries to liven things up, and it was just, it was, it was pathetic. Painful. But he was mostly just bull crap, and it was a lot of nonsense, and it was it was laughable. I, I think it's going to be interesting because he keeps pushing himself onto all these talk shows. Yeah, and I think they're going to reject him because he he comes on. He would last time he was on one of the talk shows. It was just like you don't know what he was talking about. It was just crazy. Hmm. Anyway, let's eat some meat, dude. <laughs> Have a hamburger, will you? It'll do you some yeah, good. Yeah, he used to chow down at McDonald's, yeah. and then, you know, now he's going cold turkey. He only eats seagrass. Not looking good, no. I can't find Michael Moore on the bestseller list. I don't think he's on there yet. Oh, well. I have no idea. Uh, earlier, we were talking about uh, vaccinations. Remember Baxter? Our our favorite company who mixed up swine flu with... Oh, yeah, uh, the one that mixed up the, <laughs> the flus. The swine flu with the bird flu. Uh, they have announced yeah. they are recalling 300,000 doses of its pre-flu cell flu vaccine due to, quote, an excessive amount of adverse reactions recalled from thousands of pharmacies and surgeries, that's uh, like uh, doctor's offices, across Europe, uh, Guillain-Barr syndrome and narcolepsy are being induced by this vaccine. And they're recalling it now. But, of course, uh, in the United States, um, they can't be sued by uh, executive order. Baxter. Well, they can be sued elsewhere. I, I think it's, a, it's almost an unconscionable that we have allowed this sort of thing to just continue. So if it wasn't for Ron Paul, no one even would have any complaints, apparently, in Congress. No one has any complaints. Oh, and Occupy Wall Street, this is what I wanted to find for you. Uh, Jay-Z is launching a, uh, a line of themed t-shirts <laughs> featuring the phrase, Occupy All Streets. Uh, they went on sale on his website on Friday, and um, according to his uh, spokeshole, uh, the <laughs> uh, Rocaware, spokeshole from Rocaware, told Business Insider in a statement the company has not made an official commitment to support the movement financially. <laughs> Jay-Z is great. Hey, I got an idea. These people out there, they need t-shirts. They got, you, got, you got internet there? Buy my t-shirt. Buy my $99 t-shirt. What a douchebag. Right along there with Russell Simmons. All cashing in on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need to occupy that guy. So I do have a kind of a, I don't know. I was watching Free Speech TV. Oh, yeah. 
and there was a <clears throat> they were doing a, a donation thing. And it's like, are you, are you kidding me? I mean, the, even PBS doesn't go this far with their, what they want you to give them for what they return. No, wait a minute. Don't, don't like, you already pay for this as a part of your cable package? They're getting money. As far as, as, far as I know. Yeah. In Denver, Colorado, Free. we have uh, short sleeve gray ones. If you're looking for a shirt, we can help you with that, too. Now, these shirts are great. I mean, oh. I've, I've seen them. They're, so they're among the best that we've, been, yes. that we've offered in recent, in recent pleasures. Yep. These shirts are union-made and screen-printed right here in Denver, Colorado. We have uh, short sleeve gray ones, and we also have black zip-up hooded sweatshirts for $150. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Would you like a challenge coin with that? $150 for a hoodie? <laughs> it's a hundred dollars for a t-shirt wow <laughs> john we should just quit doing the show and just sell t-shirts <laughs> if we can get a hundred bucks a pop yeah we, union made and silk screened here in austin texas enjoy everybody now, unfortunately, that's not the way it's not going to go. This show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. In the morning. Nailed it. So we have an ex- uh, because it was 11, 11, 11, we have a lot of people to thank. Uh, I want to start, though, with a, with a make good for, we should have been done on the Thursday show, oh. from CKP Creative, our... Uh, our um, night out in uh, in Hatsboro, Pennsylvania. I'm closing a quad niner donation. He niner, niner, his, niner, niner. For his birthday wishes to his wife on the November 10th uh, show. She's mentioned uh, as part of his PR initiative. And you want to put her on the list, even though he never says her name in here. Oh, really? Yeah. Anyway, it's Craig. Uh, in Gitmo Nation cheesesteak. So Craig's wife, just put that on there. We'll give her a birthday call, shout out. Is that on, hopefully it's on the list, isn't it? I don't think so, because this came in as a hard copy. Hold on a second. Uh, so just I say Craig's wife? I guess. Ugh. Well, what kind of make-do is that? Well, I know. It's just... Uh, da, 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 da. No, there's no name over her right here. All right, all right. He, she wants to watch. All she wants is a happy birthday from the douchebag boys. Okay. She wants some oh. karma. She got over cancer. Give her that. That'll oh. do it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You've got karma. And I've got her on the list for the birthdays. Okay. Richard Heldenberg uh, came in with $168.02. Summon Sweden. Hope this letter finds you well. Uh, Mr. I missed to add a note in the PayPal. I said this donation of, uh, this is 1111.11 Swedish kroner, which yeah. comes in $168.02. Uh, in desperate need of some karma to get my love life started and find a girl. Thank- He's in Sweden? Thanks for providing <laughs> the best podcast in the universe. I guess those ABBA chicks are too old now or something like that. You've Sorry. That was, that was a very you can't old. find a girl. Go to Norway. They're there, too. And it was a very old Stefano Mellis in uh, Italy, $151.33. Uh, Linda Lee Briggs in Lakewood, California, one two three four five. Says, I have no way of thanking the Baron personally for keeping you podcasting. I'd like to thank him. The only way I can conceive of, which is matching his contribution by nominating formally for sainthood. Oh. Saint Von Pelsmacher really says it all. You're, Saint uh, Stephen. You're, I like it. Saint Stephen. Yeah, that's not bad. The only sur- source I trust for real news, and I'm ashamed to have you made beggars. 
We're not beggars. Which is $111.11 plus 11, 11 plus 1.11 plus 1.11 plus 4, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Uh, in the name of his, of her son, Ode. Sapper Ode? I think Sapper Ode. Yes, Ode. Sapper Ode. Ode. punched me in the mouth a while ago. Here's he's my white knight and could use a heaping helping of karma as he's now living the American dream of just getting by. Okay. You've got karma. Uh, we've got uh, link link dot me. Yeah, link.me, a fairly new listener, but your podcast has quickly become my favorite. So one eleven dollars eleven cents times eleven is one twenty two twenty one. All I can afford right now. Please give my WordPress plug in and business some karma. Link.me. L E it's Lima Echo Echo November Kilo dot Mike Echo. Thinking of creating a no agenda show directory. We're all a no agenda show list to support promote their businesses actually we want to do that on no agenda nation <clears throat> now the following we have a huge list of donors that came in with the 111 dollars 11 cents i'm gonna write off the top these people all gave 111.11 so i don't have to repeat that <clears throat> one of them starts off with somebody anonymous then somebody in philadelphia named anthony gennaro gennaro then uh, brian barrow and wooten wilt somewhere in england a uk he was driving home on Friday evening at 11, 11, 11, pull up the set of lights. It was 8, 11, glasses of his trip counter, its odometer. It was 111.1. Figure with some sort of science. So here's another donation. Okay, I agree with that. Chad Watson in Euless, Texas. Christoph Schott, what do you think? <clears throat> it's uh, German. Schotteldreyer. Schotteldreyer. Which means a dish turner. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's a schoteldryer. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a dishwasher. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We, we accept. Best podcast in the world. Needs karma from the best podcast in the universe, by the way. Travels 60,000 kilometers a year, and we keep him awake. Yeah. Hell yeah. You've got karma. I got to tell you, on this drive, I actually said to Mickey, I said, man, I wish I didn't do No Agenda, because then I could listen to the show. It would be fun to listen to. Clifton Sluice from Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I, I tried getting drunk, but I'm running out of beer. Here's my 111 uh, which is a bit shy of relevance numerologically, numerologically speaking. I sincerely thank you both for the show. It's nothing short of revolutionary. I set up a dollar an hour subscription to steal and something we all should be doing last month, uh, but it's now it's time to make good on a few things. Uh, Adam Shastid, a.k.a. Shasticles, called me and several other boners out as douchebags a while back, so I suppose I need a de-douching, and as fate would have it, Mr. Shastid is now in need of some karma to get a raise at work. Uh, we'll see you guys at Galt's Gulch. I'll bring the mesh-based internet in the morning. So here's a de-douching double shot. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. I guess he's in Oak Ridge, Tennessee. I know he's going to get to Texas. Damien Taman in Perth, place that we all want to go. Dear John and Ed, you've been there. It's beautiful. I felt compelled to donate today, one day late, after someone outside my office tried to pickpocket me on 11-11. When I confronted them, they became violent. But luckily, a group of people grabbed the guy and hit him in the mouth. (laughs) This all happened on 11-11. So when I sat down to think about this today, I'm sure this was a sign from the universe that I should donate to the No Agenda Show. Please give the pickpocket a call out as a douchebag. 
And a karma shout out to the group of people who saved my ass. There you go. That's awesome. You've got karma. From Montreal, Quebec, Daniel Margulius. Uh, morning, John and Adam. I'm a Montreal resident who fled his home country of Australia to enjoy some French country and language insecurity. I was tipped off about your show after Adam's appearance on the Buzz Out Loud podcast with Ms. Molly Wood. After a few listens, uh, No Agenda rocketed to the top of my subjective charts. I can officially confirm that No Agenda is the best podcast in the universe. I've been a boner for a few months, but today's uh, auspicious date of 11-11-11 provided the perfect excuse for me to finally donate. Keep your insightful analysis of the media and politics. I especially appreciate your discussion of non-U.S. politics, i.e. Uh, Euroland, Canadian, and Australian politics and affairs. I hope the show goes from strength to strength and you liberate more and more of us slaves from our programmed minds. We can't wait. Daniel, P.S., could you send me a shot of karma, please? I'm back on the job market and need some luck on my side. Well, it does seem to work. Here you go, Daniel. You've got karma. Then Daryl Sladen, or Sladen, one of the two in Dublin, California, right around the corner from me. This contribution is for some karma from my wife, Melissa, and I to create a new human resource. Yay. Oh, he uh, wants the karma. karma. I'm sorry. Yeah, some penile karma. Yeah, you got You've it. You've got karma. There you go. He saw a, finally came to donate after seeing a commercial on Sunday morning cartoons for a drone for kids. <laughs> Please send me a link to that. I need to have that for our drone game for show. Kids? Drone for oh, Is it like a miniature drone? You too drone? can have a drone. That's right. That's right, kids. Here's your drone. David Eckersley in Mount Helena, Western Australia, recharging the karma account. Cheers from Yallingup. Uh, get Monation down under. Uh, You've got karma. Recharge. Eric Brown, uh, Felton, California, no comment. Uh, and Eric Velanueva in Houston, Texas. Jeez. Hi, John and Adam from Gitmo Mofo. <laughs> I've been listening to your show for more than a year and finally admit to my negligent participation to donating to your show. Insertion of your douchebaggery soundbite here. Douchebag. For many of us who have been hit by the headwinds of carbon-emitting blowtards in D.C. <laughs> as well as the 57 states of the Obama nation, who, he's got all the corny he's got, memes. He's got all the memes in there, yeah. Officials have been bribed to have us vaccinated into the inattentive sports-induced captives program to absorb their news <laughs> rather than stopping to read the label and questioning what the hell they are feeding us. Your show is the laxative to purge out all toxins of misinformation and fear-mongering that we digest from our dietary consumption of the mainstream news. <laughs> Uh, he hopes to hear Adam on a future broadcast of the Alex Jones show. I actually would like to see you on the Alex Jones show. He'll never have me on. He doesn't like competition. Uh, some anonymous person from Middletown, Rhode Island, gave us some money, but he wants to send some karma to Ron Paul. You've got horse karma. presence in Pacifica, California. Thanks to you, I can't get the Moxie Girl song out of my head. Otherwise, great work with you. What you're doing, Karma. Shout out to my loved ones and businesses would be appreciated from uh, horse presence there. You've got Karma. Hugo HB from uh, Puerto Rico. Uh, Curitiba. Curitiba. Curitiba, Puerto Rico. In the morning from Gitmo Nation House of Cards, I've been a donor since I started listening back in uh, the good old U.S. Uh, dollar two days. 
Now I'm on the U.S. dollar, oh, $11 a month subscription, but we'll try to fast track to knighthood. Compliments of Sir uh, Baron von Pelsmachers, uh, or not, he says. Well, you have to write in your 25-word uh, essay. Essay. Your, yeah, your tweets to uh, noagenda at Dvorak.org. Keep up the good work, guys. The best damn podcast in the universe. In the, in the universe. Give a call out to my fellow Brazilian producers. Oh, uh, there you go. A little uh, call out. In the morning. I don't have a, uh, I don't have a, uh, I have Spanish. Maybe close to Portuguese. Um, you need a, yeah, Portuguese. Grebulon in Tustin, California, or actually Israel, I guess, but it says Tustin. <laughs> Grebulon again, here's a, a donation for the Gitmo, at, at 2222 Gitmo Nation falafel time. Like a birthday shout out for my little human resource. We'll do that in a little while. It's turning three. Thanks for the best podcast in the bir- universe. JC, uh, no name, no, uh, I mean, just JC and parts unknown. Jacob Cruz, I guess it's Cruz, <coughs> Decatur, Georgia. $111.11, I'm sorry. Uh, Jake, the pushing, the button pushing monkey. Uh, hopes for snagging some sweet double karma for my dad, Mark, and wonderful wife, Anne. Turn my dad on to the show, and I'm afraid he might have got shit canned from his job because of me. <laughs> oh, this is not good. <coughs> Sorry. This is my first donation. I'd like to be called out as a douchebag no, for no, not no. donating sooner. No, it should be a de douching. We'll give him a de douching. I've uh, been listening to Noah Genesis episode 183, long-time uh, boner, first-time donor. Uh, also, Adam, I've worked with Al Roker, too, and my God, is he a dickhead. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jake the Button. Really? Pushing my- yeah, we've talked about that. He's a huge yeah, egotistical... Yeah, you had confirmation. Yeah, well, I, I knew that. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Uh, James Gowan in Fremont, California, in the morning to the best podcast in the universe. In the, oh, I'm sorry, I'm on a little delay here. So it ties up my tongue. Can I get some karma for myself and for Ron Paul? Adios, mofos. Absolutely, James. You've got karma. James Pierce from Copperas Cove, Texas. Welcome to Tejas. Thank you so much. Jeffrey Steckroth in Norfolk, Virginia, for my donation of $111.11 at 1111 on 111 I request that karma is bestowed upon my entire Steckroth family and a healthy de-douching for myself. Of course, happy to comply. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Jeffrey Van Den, uh, no note, uh, from uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Thank you so much. Jesse Wilson hops on the 11111 uh, band Hobart, Indiana. Uh, John Adam, I request a dedouching for being a boner, not a donor. It's my first donation to any podcast ever. I'd like to request some karma for my girlfriend who's looking for a new job, who is also celebrating having lost 100 pounds this year. Oh, well, I have a special one for her. Hold on a second. You've been deduced. That's You've got karma. Triple shot. I bet she's rocking. Uh, where were we? <laughs> Jonah's Astrum and Sir Astrum, as a matter of fact, in some place which has got a bunch of symbols on my screen. Uh, looks like, I don't know where. It looks like uh, somewhere in the Netherlands. In the morning, John, I'd like to request some karma for all of us living the American dream of just getting by and Gitmo Nation Haiku Hell EU. Thank you very much. Uh, P.S. Bill Maher is a douchebag. Douchebag. He sure is. <laughs> He needs a he needs a karma. Oh, I'm sorry. Of course. You've got karma. What a list, John. 
Joseph Graceffo, I think that's it. Yep. In Ramsey, Jersey. Jersey. Uh, in the morning from Gitmo Nation Garden State, where all the slaves are in a vegetative state. Oh, get it? <laughs> Yo, I like get you it. Made it funny. I got it. I got it. Absolutely. I wanted to wait until May and donate 365 for my no agenda birthday since I started listening last May, but I need the Carmen now for a new job opportunity. So give me the double shot because I'm no longer a vaginal irrigation sack. <laughs> Love the show, and will work for my night ring so I can hit more people in the mouth. Joe, absolutely. You've been de-douched. Nothing You've like karma. Nothing like a vaginal irrigation sack. Josh Bean in Lakewood, Colorado, recently started listening to the show. Figured I better take advantage of this unique eleven eleven opportunity. On Twitter, I like the wisdom of at bad Dalai Lama. Perhaps you can ju- suggest him to the listeners we just did. Joe, Justin Bowerly. Uh, which also could be pronounced barely, in Rescue, California, trying to convert people every day by assassinating the meteorite when they were watching it. Had to make sure to go to see Jerry World. Oh, yes, absolutely. Okay. Is that, got, uh, it's a little drive from Austin, unfortunately, but you definitely have to see the Cowboy Stadium. Okay. Needs a karma shot. Mm, sorry, here we go. You've got... Karma. Sir Justin, Justin Seitz in Pittsburgh, Sir Keith Edwards in Gilbert, Arizona, Sir Lawrence McBride in Morton, Merseyside. Is that how you pronounce that, by the way? Merseyside. Yes, Merseyside. Yeah, Raymond Cusera. Uh, I am sad. Raymond is from Clarkston, Michigan. I'm sad you guys did not win the podcast award, but it was bullshit anyway. The fact of the matter is... True. That you guys make the best podcast in the universe, and I'm proud to be a producer. A fact, the fact of the matter is... The, I was the go- fact of the matter. Yeah, this is... Oops, second one. Here we go. I was going to make this donation at 11-11-11, but I knew I would forget. Dr. Ray. Thank you, Dr. Don't Ray. Enough to talk about? What? Noagendajobs.com. Mark Morrison from Roswell, Georgia, uh, checks in with the 11-11 karma. Mark Trinuth. As I was, and Marcus from Sadbury, Ontario, I was sitting in my car before three and a half hour one way weekly commute home, uh, talking to some sales guy uh, at XM about the one hundred and eleven dollar renewal cost. I noticed my odometer read uh, eleven thousand one hundred and eleven point one on November eleventh. I can take a hint. I canceled the subscription request with Sirius XM and made the donation to you guys since your show is far better value and a better travel companion. As a first-time donor, I'd like a de-douching and a shot of karma since I have no idea what's going to happen when I tell my best friend I've fallen deeply for her around the time you guys read this from some northern cis admin. Well, my friend, thank you so much, and I think you've made a very wise value for value choice. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Uh, Matthew Wilson of Hanover, Pennsylvania, came up with some math to come up with 111. Matthew Heap, or Michael Heap, Michael Heap in Somerton, Somerset. Uh, Michael Warner in Vestal, New York. Vestal? Is there a Vestal, New York? I guess. Costerman, Oakville. Are you been there? Nope. Oakville, Ontario. Hey, John, I'm donating even though I am a student. I'm yeah. a fourth year at Ryerson in the business program. My commute is amazing with the podcast. Like some karma for my buddy Joey B on his new job and also call him out as a douchebag as he's what? As he's become <laughs> a big fan and not donated. I don't know if it cancels each other out, man, but uh, I'll try it for you if you want. Douchebag. You've got karma. 
Eric is setting up noagendanation.com slash jobs as an alternative to Craigslist to hope to create some sort of a potentially a free way of looking for work. So check that out. Ray Metz, San Diego, California, now a donor, not a boner. Needs some karma after his recent divorce. You've got karma. Robert Gold, Toronto, Ontario, needs karma. Oh. Uh. Roses are red, violets are blue, here's no agenda, karma shot for Dara, Jay, Katie, Donnie, Christina, and Stu. You've got karma. Robin Durden in uh, Hoboken, New Jersey, also Ryan M. Reich. In Brooklyn, New York, we're getting a lot of East Coasters this uh, celebratory day. I'm John. Hi, John and Adam. Sorry it's taking so long to donate. I just missed the the 11, 11, 11, 11, 11 slot. I've been listening for about a year now, and you guys are great. I was short on funds for a while because I was hit by a car while biking in a bike lane in April. Finally found the guy despite poor data collection by the NYPD. And got some money from the insurance company. And now in physical therapy is a donation from an inconvenient payment from the insurance. If I could have some karma towards finding a new job in the new year, that would be great. My friends uh, got me into the podcast, but I don't think they've donated. You've got karma. Dear Mr. Adam Curry writes, Sahil Amin from Enola, Pennsylvania. Uh, hi, foremost, I'd like to mention I'm making this donation in the name of my brother, Surreal Amin. Oh, okay. So please dedouche him. And yes, Surreal, this is your birthday present. Also, considering I haven't been, uh, sent a donation under my own name, please douchebag me. That should be a dedouching. Uh, Surreal and I have been listening to your show since day one when we read Dvorak's tweet about it or when you mentioned it on Twitter or whatever. I don't remember, but we've been listening since day one. I'm currently a student at the University of Pittsburgh and have been propagating the formula since day one. Actually, technically before since day one because freshmen have a special orientation week since day minus seven. Adam, I'm so glad you are moving to the land of the Longhorns, a.k.a. the best college football team in the history of college football I would love if you could send my mom, dad, brother, and sister some karma. Also, my dad, brother, and I uh, all have November birthdays. So if you could send uh, our Y chromosome, which I have aptly nicknamed Dragon, a birthday shout-out, that will be uh, most awesome. So I'm going to give you a double shot of uh, de-douching and karma. You've been de-douched. You've got karma. Salt River Studio in Plantation, Florida, from Jamaican in New York. Ah, the Jamaican in New York. Mr. Curry, please make it safely to Austin, Texas, my hometown. How does that work? Look for the Jamaican on a green bike trying to kill himself in traffic. That would be me. Lessons can commence when you find me. Yes, he's uh, he used to give me uh, uh, Jamaican lessons in uh, speaking what Jamaican. What is a Jamaican lesson? Uh, how, do, how to speak Jamaican, man. Okay. Would, on, on the daily source code. I uh, also would like to be de-douched and call out Eric McGregor as a douchebag, Eric. Douchebag. And here you are, Jamaican in New York. You've been de-douched. Sam Lang uh, jumps on the bandwagon from Toronto, Ontario. Sean Thompson from Ackworth, Georgia. Hi, John and Adam. First time donor here. I'm taking advantage of this great 11-11-11 day. May I have a de-douching? And I'd like to request karma for my startup company, Electro Innovations, with a K. I'm trying to get into the alternative energy field, but times are tight and no one seems interested in helping a fledgling company bring down big oil. Thanks for all the great news you bring us. Well, three words, my friend. Zero point energy. You've been de-douched. You've got (laughs) karma. Sebastian Nilsson. 
sorry. Go ahead. In parts unknown, uh, starting donation, uh, Swedish time. First, I need some uh, quick karma for my lovely German-Russian woman, Anna, mm. for her job searching here in Sweden. Ooh. Did she, what did karma she, for her. Karma for her? Hold on a second. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to make it uh, extra special. That's one hot milk, baby. You've got karma. Second, you should actually promote No Agenda as a means to get chicks. <laughs> you make fun of it sometimes, but it's true. Oh. Here's the angle. Talking to a woman, giving her a glimpse of reality, a little bit of buzzkill, and most importantly, but in the right amount, some crackpot. It's the key to success. <laughs> I think even the book The Game confirms those ingredients just just with other titles backing all that up with the confidence of you knowing you're probably the only person in the room not being a slave but but a slave a slaving knowing that he's a slave is priceless a slave knowing he okay also having the karma of being a one percenter and you're the one percent of the room that it gets lucky tonight how can you beat that i ask for a deed douching until i'm a knight keep up the oh, awesome i won't man. ask for a deed douching sorry oh, okay but he needs karma Karma. Got, we, you know, she wanted karma. Oh, she you got the she got the milf karma. Right, got it. She got the karma. Second son LLC in St. Charles, Missouri. And good morning, John and Adam. Thanks for the informative and entertaining perspectives. A meager amount to be sure, but please accept the donation in the hopes that it will help keep the best internet internet broadcast in the world up and running. Best podcast in the universe, we like to call it. Uh, Simon Ox Toby in Queensland in lieu of blankets and water. In the morning to you both. Tim w- Winesery in Austin, Texas, one eleven eleven. I've been listening to this since March two eleven, and having laughed out loud one too many times, I can no longer remain a boner. <laughs> Adam, welcome to Austin. Yeah, I would recommend selling it to going at the farmers market and getting some fresh eggs. Tom Bushy in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, double nickels on the dime plus ninety one cents and change. He managed to get digging the couch to get the money to donate then we drop we drop away from the uh classic uh 11111s to john johnson the second in sedalia colorado ninety three twenty three. hi john and am donation brings my total contributions of the show to knighthood and he'll get it in a second self-accounting is in the mail schnorrstein uh, so- sir sorry. sorry john i think you missed a couple Oh, I miss Vernon White. And Vivian Poole, yeah. Oh, I did, you're right. Okay, Vernon, sorry, Vernon. He's a black knight, that's why he got missed. Hail the foot. Yeah. And uh, Vivian Poole, Memphis, Tennessee. I've been trying to get this money together since my birthday in June. Thanks, John and Anna, for the birth plus year plus age trick that got me started thinking about it. It took so long because, like everyone else, I'm I'm living the American dream, just getting by. Finally made it in time. Thanks for all the hard work on our behalf. Give us some karma, she says. Yeah, she uh, she and her whole family need it. We met him in Shikshini. Very nice people. You've got karma. Very, very nice. During the uh, Hot Pockets tour. Yep. Sir Schnorstein. The only sane voice in the ocean of bullshit, he says. <laughs> Please send some karma to your northern most sir. 13 weeks until we see the sun again. Yeah. There you go. North Pole. Why don't we go visit this guy? We're gonna. We're, we're gonna go visit. We're going Thor to. Thor Hanks in Seattle. Thanks for making the end of free civilization entertaining. Long, it's true. <laughs> Long time boner turned donor. De-douche me, please. Mm-hmm. You've been de-douched.
Andrew Gardner in Avenue, Maryland. Binary one 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 is sixty three dollars. Best birthday wishes to his cousin. We have her on the list. Uh, and drop down one more. Um, Robert J. Hey. DeCastro. Hey guys, I was supposed to check out yeah. your show, and here I find myself hooked. I realized that I was a boner. And after being caught uh, myself singing in the morning and douchebag to my six-month-old son, hey, this is good. I just sent in a previous donation for $50.11, uh, but decided to throw in an extra 61 bucks to make an even 11.11. Very smart. Requesting a double shot of karma for my family of a wife and two kids. While some of the things out of the show are too deep in the crackpot at times, I have to admit that I've become an avid listener. Keep doing what you do. Thank you very much, Robert. Here's your karma shout-out for the fam. You've got karma. Robert J. Castro, 5790. Daniel Thorley from Brighton, East Sussex. Double nickels on the dime. AC and JCD from Gitmo East. Love your V. Yes. Thank you. Kyle Kinzel, new donor from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Double nickels on the dime. Logan Cato from Missoula, Montana. Hey, John and Adam, been listening to, uh, for a few months up here in Gitmo Nation Grizzly Bear or Gitmo Nation Big Sky, which uh, should it be, I think, uh, Grizzly Bear. I decided I need to become a donor, not a boner. 11-11 seems to be the perfect time. I'm on a tight budget being out of college and lacking a real job, so double dickos on the dime will have to suffice for now. Thanks for a great show. Can I get a dedouching and some karma? Absolutely. Thank you so much for doing that for us. You've been dedouched. You've got And we want to jump back to Craig Dash now. From Tumwater, Washington. Hello, John and Adam. I'm an American in Australia with a fascist job. <laughs> and in my, in my two weeks notice two weeks ago, and was later called by a job that I put in for a few days earlier. So the karma I asked for worked. Good. <laughs> Good. No longer will I have to see people's papers. So no matter what my wife says, here's some more money. Yeah. I'm sending this on 11, 11, 11. By the way, have you <laughs> checked into getting a bank account in Australia? I asked this as I have to pay PayPal some extra money to give you i'm just saying well not no, yet it's not, not a bad idea no haven't done that yet and then back to the bottom of the list which was well uh, philip flick hey adam and john please refer to me as <clears throat> brewer phil there you go i hail from and he's from uh, leewood kansas a given nation green chill chili and chili, could use, chili, and could use, a du- could use a double shot with an adios mofo to top it off because the office I work at is about to get axed by corporate. Ah, Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> I am seeking a job, and I think the karma couldn't hurt. This is not the last of my payments because I want to get to knighthood, but I can't get a ring before my girlfriend does. Yeah, I know what that feels like. I'm looking. Give her, for- wait, hold on a second. Stop the presses. G- give her a no agenda knighthood ring as an engagement ring. Yeah, I think that would be perfect. That is actually a great idea, John. I think it's fantastic. So he needs an adios mofo and a karma shot. Happy to comply? Adios mofo. You've got karma. Ulrich Shagirl. 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 Vienna. He's in Vienna. Please quote me as Raphael the pool boy. In the morning, John and Adam, here are the double nickels on the dime for all the value provided with uh, me with during the week of the last couple of weeks. Please give a MILF shout-out to my lovely girlfriend, Nicola. MILF! 
That's who has been working her sexy behind off as a veterinary surgeon during 70-hour weeks for the last couple of years. Yikes. I love her very much, and it would be brilliant if you could send her a shot of karma to help her ascend to the ranks of the elite so we can escape eating sawdust and drinking fluoridated (laughs) Kool-Aid. It's silicon, actually. You've got karma. Gypsum. Also, Michael Moran in Colorado Springs, Ulrich Hansen in Copenhagen, uh, Robert J. DeCastro in Kent, Washington, uh, 51, 51 for 11, or 5011 for uh, Robert. Scott Lowen in the Colony, Texas. That's where you are. Yep. I'd like to send out uh, karma to my to newlywed Scott and Jenny, who are married on 1111 and 222. Many happy years. Love you. There's something I haven't heard yet sending karma for wedding gifts. What could be better? Yeah, especially from the best podcast in the universe. Happy wedding. I think that's a great idea. Sending karma as wedding gifts. Karma. Dennis Denise, $50. Parts unknown. This is from ID Douching. I was called up by Scott of Manville, New Jersey. We were talking about a podcast called The Three Retards, hosted (laughs) by the two of us. We need Adam to say, you're listening to The Three Retards. Okay. You're listening to the three retards. How is that for a jingle, huh? How about you're listening to the three retards? <laughs> You've been douched. God, I'm going That's to hell. Terrible. I'm going to hell. Yeah, well, that was going to happen anyway. <laughs> um, Denise or Dennis? Sorry, Dennis Denise. We just did him. Denise, what am I saying? Dennis Denise. Scott oh, Scanlon, Carpentersville, Illinois, 50 bucks. Matthew Nicole, Brooklyn, New York, birthday shout-out coming. Uh, Mike Westerfield, and $50. And that concludes a very lengthy thank you because we wow. had a special uh, a moment in right. time uh, in history. Here's what we have and, to You cannot donate anymore. Donations are off. <laughs> Stop donating. It's ruining the show. <laughs> Well, I can assure anyone out there who wants to sneak in as an executive producer that this next, next, show next is the week time is the one it. to do it. Exactly. Well, we, we are going to. If anyone didn't fast forward through this, they're not going to be giving. We're going to be in bad shape until Christmas because we had such a big eleven eleven day, which was quite remarkable. And we really want to thank people who got in on this. And don't forget to join in on the on the essay writing contest, twenty five words or less. Why you should get a free knighthood from the Baron. Uh, send it to no agenda at Dvorak and the, and the the subject line has to say contest in caps. Yes, and uh, we have the eleven twenty two eleven palindrome coming up, which should be good for some more super duper karma. And uh, thanks to everybody who helped us out. Uh, we always have slow times around this time of year, so this is uh, definitely going to help us get by. Which is exactly. But it, it also served a second purpose, which is the fact that Adam was traveling yep. the whole time uh, and probably didn't pick up as much kind of deep material as normal. So it was this was the opportunity that yeah. it wasn't a bad thing to, to thank all these people. Well, also I, I had to spend seventeen hundred bucks on the new suspension. We've uh, this thing it, it does. One uh, twelve miles to the gallon. What? I know. Were you talking about a great cruise? Well, maybe if you weren't doing a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> well, that was only the White Sands to the checkpoint. Um. Anyway, 
so no more donations. Dvorak.org <laughs> slash N-A. I feel a meeting coming up after the show. And don't forget, to, yeah, he's, I don't know what he's talking <laughs> We do need donations for the next show. And so go to Dvorak.org slash N-A, channeldvorak.com slash N-A. No Agenda Show and nation.com And also you can go to noagendanation.com slash jobs if you're looking for work. And I think they're going to try to make something happen. They're free. And um, that's it. We want to thank everybody who donated even the lesser amounts for this show. It was, uh, it was quite nice. Yes, and, uh, and there's no denying. You cannot deny that this karma thing is big. People like it. People get in on it. People uh, have good results. Uh, I have not seen a negative uh, anti-karma statement uh, ever, I think, that it didn't work. I think one person uh, two years ago said it didn't work, and we gave him karma, and then it worked after that. Maybe uh, they missed no, it. Possible. I think it only lasts a week. I'm still convinced that's that. That's right. It's, it's, only, it's only good while stocks last. Uh, quick mention here, <laughs> Diana Kennett. Uh, I'm not sure if she was on the list, John. Uh, but she sent me an email, so I just want to read it just in case. I hope the $50 donation I sent made it to you okay. Oh, oh, I think it was under, it might have been under Diana Irwin, my maiden name. Uh, my husband is a longtime listener of the show, and he got me hooked on it when we started dating. We love listening to you guys, and since we started listening to the show, we can hardly stand listening to the corporate media shills. I want to send a little something in honor of our first wedding anniversary, which is today, November 13th. If you could give my husband, Kevin Kinnett, he's a brilliant software developer, KevinKinnett.com, a quick anniversary shout-out and a de-douching would be very much appreciated. Uh, yes. You've been de-douched. Kevin, and I can promise you there's something else that diana put here in her email you're going to be very happy later today and that does it once again everybody thank you so much if we could get this kind of uh, support every single week we would do it five days a week wouldn't we john yeah i would say but yeah you know yeah <laughs> but you know that's probably not gonna happen it's your birthday, birthday. What no agenda? All right, so first we start off with uh, Craig's wife says happy birthday uh, to Craig. Uh, and, of course, that's from the Douchebag Boys. That would be us. Andrew Gardner congratulates uh, his cousin Erica Ceruti uh, for her birthday, which is on the 11th. Matthew Nicole's sister, Kirsten, celebrates tomorrow on the 14th. Grebulon's son, Ben, turns three next week. And Sahil Amin uh, sending out a, a Y-chromosome birthday shout-out to his dad, brother, and himself for this November. Happy birthday on behalf of all your buddies here at the No Agenda Show. And I'll have you know that everyone who celebrates a birthday and has been called out as a mention actually receives a birthday card and I have to uh, prop the shill for taking care of that. It's a great service. Part of uh, noagendanation.com. Uh, so we will have our three special uh, Baron Von Pelsmarkers 111111 uh, knighthoods. Uh, you just have to send in uh, your 25-word essay to no agenda at Dvorak.org. And in the subject line, what is it, John? Contest? Contest. Uh, and uh, so that will be three special uh, knighthoods, which we'll be doing on Thursday. And we'll show. read the best of the, uh, of the entries. Oh, yeah. So oh, that's, that's, oh, make that's, it entertaining. That's why you do it. It's, it and, and it's just to read the funny stuff. That's the best part of it. In the meanwhile, John Johnson the second, please step forward. Extend your ring finger, sir. Very happy with your karmic donation to the show, keeping us rolling all the way to Austin, Texas, just north of San Antonio, where the earthquake machine was kicked in. 
Kneel before me as I hereby pronounce thee, Sir John Johnson II, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Sir, you now join the very exclusive and elite club of the Knights of the no- at the Roundtable. Here's your hookers and blow, your rent boys and Chardonnay, or your hookers, oh, I mean your hot pants and booze. Yeah. It's all good. It's all here on the No Agenda Show. Quoot! I need a break. Let me, let's play some. Let's play a little uh, break. Second half of the show. Ready? Okay. Do I have your attention? Good. Because if you're a parent, you really need to hear this. Quicker high. Uh, they think it's going to last longer. It's, it's more intense. This is not isolated to any school, any city, any any financial area this is everywhere when we heard how kids are getting drunk these days we thought no way so we hit up the experts to find out if it's an urban legend or if it's legit there's been documented cases of people going to the hospital with alcohol poisoning just from utilizing it that way officer chris thomas spends his days patrolling the halls of a valley high school he's heard firsthand how kids are getting tipsy what we're hearing about is teenagers utilizing uh, tampons soak them in vodka first before using them you heard right teens taking tampons soaking them in vodka and inserting them there. It gets absorbed directly into the bloodstream. Um, There's no barrier, there's no stomach acid, there's nothing to prevent it. I would expect it to absorb fairly quickly as well because it's a very vascular structure. This is definitely not just girls. Guys will also use it and they'll they'll insert them into their rectums. And that's not all. (laughs) Using a beer bong rectally is the same concept as a vodka soaked tampon. Yep, rather than the traditional beer bong you'd find at a college party. Kids are sticking the tube elsewhere to get wasted. A lot of people believe that it would cover it up. Your breath won't smell like alcohol, so you can hide it from the parents, hide it from the police. But take it from this cop. It won't work. It's not just jail time that might be a problem. These new tricks are really risky and could cause some serious trouble. It can cause mucosal irritation, meaning the vaginal wall can be really irritated. Plus, what if you overdo it? Irritation could be the least of your problems. Some of the dangers associated with this is there's no barrier. And no gag reflex. If it isn't going down the hatch, you won't have that telltale sign you've had too much to drink, which means you won't throw up. If you've got alcohol poisoning, you'll pass out before you know there's a problem. It's problematic because you don't really know how much you're going to absorb. We decided to find out. Turns out a super tampon can hold about a (laughs) shot of vodka, which is pretty potent when it's going straight into your system. If a person does pass out or lose consciousness, healthcare professionals won't necessarily know, you know, that they have to look in those areas and that may delay treatment. Okay, if I'm a parent of a teenager, what can I do to make sure these are used for the job they're intended, nothing more? Well, then you need to get involved. You know, stop being your kid's friend and be their parent first. (laughs) And one more myth we want to take care of. Kids apparently think that getting drunk that way means they'll pass a breathalyzer test because they didn't actually (laughs) drink the booze. Not true. The test checks out what's in your bloodstream, not what's on your breath. Back to you. Back to you, John. Fantastic. Deconstruct this that. all over the news this week for some reason. I'm not sure why. That's what I'm saying. Deconstruct that. <clears throat> There's got to be a reason for it. There's got to be something well, coming up. Uh, yeah, I have been unable to figure it out, but I noticed the same thing. It was, and it was, this is being played everywhere. I mean, it, somebody sent some press material out or something similar to that thing that you pointed out with the Conan show. 
Yeah, I, right. uh, well, or either that or it's like, you know, the, like the cigarettes, the uh, limited ignition propensity. Yeah. There's something going on. I wish I could. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Something I wish I could smoke just... through my butt. That would make my breath taste much better. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> the chat room next... loved it. <laughs> the chat room loved it. <laughs> That smoke through your butt? <laughs> no, the whole thing. So uh, I love the whole thing. There was a I don't know you stymied me here. Yeah, there was a the two. To, there was a two to the head. Uh, an obvious two to the head. This, of course, is all part of Fast and Furious. We've got to start cleaning up the mess now that uh, you know. And by the way, we're the only people reporting on the congressional testimony. John had the clips in the last show. If you haven't heard, three five five. Go to three five five dot nashownotes.com in the assets section under JCD clips. You can listen to it again. Um, they, we got to get rid of it. Another helicopter crash, this one in Mexico, has claimed the life of the country's interior minister, Blake Mora. Uh, he was Mexico's point man in the fight against drug violence. We don't yet know what caused the crash. Yeah, uh, <coughs> sudden impact, <laughs> loss of speed, <coughs> stinger missile, who knows? I mean, that's cleaning up the evidence there. That's very obvious to me. Those poor guys out there. So I found an example of a uh, thing that I talked about with uh, Buzzkill Jr. on uh, Fox, which is a, a technology called Boomerang Persuasion. Boomerang um, Persuasion. Interesting. Yeah, we've kind of, we, I never heard of the term for it, but we've, we've discussed this before. It's where, like, if you set up a debate between two people on one topic and you're, you want the topic to go a certain way, you put somebody very reasonable on one side and the other one's a maniac. Oh, okay. Like this show. That, take, that takes the other side. Yeah, so just to get them out. I'm going to read a couple of things here. Uh, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of an anti-persuasive argument. Uh, if you insult, for example, if, if according to one report, if you insult all the values of the audience, they'll believe in their own values more. And if you insult the values of the audience and attack some other new opinions and belief, they'll believe their own values, and these new opinions and beliefs will be incorporated. There's all these techniques. Hmm. And so Fox News does this sort of thing constantly. Oh, they yeah. bring in these shills who say, they had some guy on the other day who was a, a guy who was just a maniac. He was like some going on about Obama. He had one eye that was twitching, and it had a... You know, he had kind of a pinhead, and he was just going on about how great Obama was. And Don, everybody Don else Lemon. Was a of, <laughs> everyone else was a sleazeball. Right. So I had, there's this one blonde who's a professor, I believe, at Pepperdine, but they never gave her a lower third. Uh, I, so I didn't write her name down, even though I've seen her two or three times on, on Fox. And she's on Cavuto. And, uh, and you can hear the examples of... Turning, you know, taking the Fox audience and making them, you know, in, in getting them to think a certain way about things. If you listen to her play that, you got the Cavuto clip in front of you because I don't have yeah. the list you right know, here. I think this goes too far. I'm concerned about the employees at Walmart, the fact that they are putting oh. profits above their own employees to the point where they're working on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, this is what is wrong with corporate America, this type of, oh, of right. profits I over actually people. heard... I heard that they're chaining them to the stores themselves, and they're food, they're not going to give them any food the entire well, close day. Close enough. Uh, my, my, why would you have them work on my, Thanksgiving my, Day if you don't have well, to? My, my, <laughs> Oftentimes, employees want to work to get time and a half. They want to get the extra hours, and, or to get and, away, and or to get away like, from their family, right? Get or away. to get away from right. And they're 
And I'm thankful given for that option, Jonathan, if, if you have a ter- Given that option, Jonathan, if you have if, if you have a home life you want to escape, or like me, you don't celebrate Thanksgiving because I, you know, the genocide of the Native Americans is not up my alley. I don't like that connotation. <laughs> I would work, but give them that option. Don't require whoa, whoa, whoa. them to I, work I on Thanksgiving Day. I don't want to go too far afield here. So you're not <laughs> celebrating Thanksgiving. Uh, why? Well, because I don't like the fact that we erase the genocide of the Native Americans upon which Thanksgiving is based. That's my personal preference. So I could actually work on that holiday. But by and large, most people couldn't, and they spend it with their families. And I think Walmart should not be putting profits over people in such a brazen way. By the way, do you eat any differently on Thanksgiving Day or no? Well, I'm vegan, so I actually don't eat differently on Thanksgiving Day. Wait a minute. Most important question, John. Was she hot? She's very pretty. Of course, of course, of course. Wow, perfect. But wait a minute, she's vegan and hot? She's, yeah, well, wow. you know, it can happen. I'm vegan. But she's I don't like celebrate. Bat I don't Perfect. celebrate. And she's a professor. Yeah, I don't celebrate the extinction of the, the indigenous peoples. She says that Thanksgiving was was actually was created, by the way, we do this every Thanksgiving. We'll do it again in the show coming yeah, it's up. It's a fake is- holiday. A fake holiday, and, but it's like it was. It was, and it had nothing to do with the Indians. It was, you know, it was done as a, you know, they did. The, Lincoln put it as to, to commemorate the death of people that died in the Civil War. But she claims that Thanksgiving is not just a thing where the pilgrims and all the other bullcrap, but it was to celebrate the death, the, the genocide. <laughs> what the way the, she said. What college is she from? I think she's at Pepperdine. Oh well, Pepperdine, where where surfing is an actual major. Please. But, Pepperdine. Uh, she, she's been on. The she's Fox a hot California so girl. She's hot. By the way, I got an email from someone that they ha- that on the C-SPAN this morning they had a super hot babe doing the uh, the Colin show. Oh, C C-SPAN. There are there is there's two extremely attractive women that work on C-SPAN. And by the and way, we're not we're not just C-SPAN. being sexist. We're not being sexist. We believe that this is the this is the ticket. It's the ticket to ratings. That's why we talk yeah, about no, it. We're, we're not being sexist we're, because we're not getting dates with these women or we don't care. No. But the fact of the matter is... No! Oh, I got it. I caught it. I caught it. I got it. Don't don't honk the horn, please. No, no. You, no, you need, a, I need a double honking. So anyway, the point is... is these. Uh, I, know, I these, think the point is is also not good. I think you oh. can't say the point either. It's not the point. It's just It's just your opinion. My opinion is is Adam's opinion, as always. Which yeah, is, if she's I hot, Adam. If, if she's hot, she's ratings. But there's no ratings concerns at C-SPAN, so why would they put a hot woman on? Hmm. Now you got me on. I'm stumped. Okay, well, there you go. Hmm. Stumped finally. But yeah, there are two uh, women I've seen. One of them I've only seen once. And I said, I, in fact, I sent you. A, it was she's so outrageous that I sent you a uh, text to turn oh. on the C-SPAN, and you never oh. you were out oh, gallivanting that. around at some <laughs> yeah. bar. Yeah, with a tampon. That's me. So. Anyway, all right. Uh, I got to call it. I'm going to call it right now. Get out the red book. No. Within two weeks, 14 days from now, earthquake in Australia. At least 20 whales were stranded on a beach today on the coast of Tasmania, Australia. 
Marine mammal experts arrived with special equipment to try to help the whales, but most of them had already died. It is unclear what caused the whales to end up on Ocean Beach. Yeah, I can tell you, harp. That's what always kills them. They get those high frequencies, they get confused, they beach, they die. Earthquake, this has happened, exactly the same thing happened in New Zealand. Except Actually, it, it's the low waves that hurt the whales, not the high. Oh, I'm sorry, the low frequencies. It's harp. You watch within two weeks, uh, it, it, probably within three days, because it only took three days in New Zealand when the, when the whales beached themselves, and then they had that horrible earthquake. two weeks. You, you got, got it covered. Weeks. Yeah. Two, what, you yeah. going to change it? You want to change it? You want to move it closer? I say days, well, not weeks. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep it at two weeks. I mean, because, you know, we could have more whales or something. Or nothing. Nothing could happen. <laughs> yeah, but that would, that would mean I suck, so we're going to think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. Um, I do have uh, two clips which I kept from last week. I have a, a little bit lengthier clip from, uh, I think it's Barbara Boxer. And, oh, God. And, uh, you know, they've got this new program. If you don't like getting groped by the TSA, uh, they have, and it has a name which eludes me for a moment, uh, but she's so contrite and so, like, yeah, so just ickety, this woman that I even put a little bit of her preamble before she gets to this fantastic program for trusted, oh, that's what it is, trusted travelers. If you're a trusted traveler. Oh, uh, yeah. It went, yeah. Well, it started in October, so it's uh, just ramping up It only up works at like two airports. I mean, what's the point? Well, it's going to be everywhere because it's going to be, this is how you get the uh, the biometric passport in place. This is how you get your special little ID with an RFID chip in it, and you're going to be a trusted traveler, a good little slave. I'm pleased to call on... Uh, just listen, to, this Boxster woman is a douchebag. Uh, uh, the uh, chairman of the Environment Committee. Boxster. Uh, Senator Boxster, she's... Uh, very busy as we... Very busy. She's very busy, John. She's so busy. She's so happy because she actually had a double booking today. We all are, but uh, she's always uh, there ready to go to work on the thank next you. thing. Senator Boxer. Senator, thank you so much. And by the way, thank you for your support today and that important bipartisan markup. This circle jerking that's on C-SPAN all the time is annoying me. It's always, thank you, thank you for your bipartisan time, your bi-curious outlook. We had the highway bill. Um, Mr. Chairman, uh, this is a timely hearing. I'm very happy to see you here, uh, Mr. Pistol. I, I wanted to point out that I have a hearing at exactly this time over in a foreign relations on the violence in Syria, and as the chairman of a subcommittee, I'm going to need to leave. I'm really important, you see. Leave, but I wanted to leave you with some very clear points, if I could. Uh, in California, the travel and tourism industry employs more than 800,000 Californians. Uh, a 2010 survey found that more than 60% of travelers would take two to three more trips a year if the hassles in screening could be reduced without compromising security. See, this is how it works. Like, first make it really problematic. This is the uh, problem uh, or problem answer solution uh, thing that David Icke always talks about. They make it really problematic, really difficult, really annoying. And then, oh, we have this little really handy solution for you, which, of course, tracks your ass everywhere. Of course, that's the goal that you've been working on, sir. sir. At a time when our nation is suffering sir. from 9% sir. unemployment, the potential to increase demand and create jobs in our travel industry cannot be ignored. 
and I wrote to the administrator last November in support of his efforts to create a new trusted traveler program and I'm I'm excited about uh, an announcement that I believe uh, is uh, expected shortly of an expansion. Um, a trusted traveler program not only has the potential to reduce the need for invasive screening of low-risk travelers. Invasive screening, that's a new one. I haven't heard invasive screening. I thought it was just uh, like a picture, and now it's invasive screening? Oh, really? Now they're feeling you up, man. Yeah, hey. It could also help uh, TSA better focus resources oh. where they're needed the most. Oh, this is great. Yeah, buses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The buses of mass destruction. And this uh, program called TSA PreCheck. Uh, oh, it's the PreCheck. That's what it is. TSA PreCheck. Started in October. And as I understand it, I want, I'm not going to give away everything here because I'm. Because it's, it's a surprise. I want you to have the chance to do that. We're going to hear about an expansion of this program uh, to several other airports, including. One very busy one uh, in my state. Well, what's the, uh, she's uh, California, right? Yeah, she's from San Francisco. So the very busy one would be LAX, I guess. What other busy know. airports? Ontario? <laughs> what other San airports? Francisco's busy. It's one yeah. of the major airports. Yeah, okay. If that is It'll right, and I'm right on that, may I thank you publicly for that? Because publicly. I've been yeah, calling for, thank you publicly. for this for a long time. And, um, and, and I want to reiterate, no one who supports this ever wants to compromise security. I was honored to be able to write the law that allows the pilots to carry guns in the cockpit to protect the aircraft. I also wrote the language that expanded the uh, air marshal program to long-haul flights. As we know, those... Those flights were all long. As we know, no no air marshal ever did anything. It's the public who did that. Long haul that uh, that were hijacked that fateful day. Fateful. So I am looking forward to hearing about this reading about your testimony in support of the air marshal. All right, I'm done with her. Stupid. So proud oh, of herself. That was entertaining. Well, it's it's maybe not. It's annoying. It's just, I, I like to be annoyed by this woman so I can remember. <laughs> it's very easy to do. Yeah. Just listen to her anytime she speaks. Yeah. All right. I, you want to do your AC360 things? Are those any good? Because it's always. Well, that, there's that's a, always this a, is just light. This is yeah. light. Let's end, on a, let's end on a high note, John. Well, this isn't going to be a high note, but this is people. This is AC. Uh, Anderson Cooper came up with one. He's got this little ridiculous notes or whatever he calls it, where he plays this stupid crap. Ridiculous. And, uh, and he ridiculous. That's it. Hmm, you've been watching. Oh, I'm a big fan of Mr. Pooper. And so he had apparently a lot of people call 911 with really idiotic um, complaints that shouldn't be calling 911, that they shouldn't be calling 911 for. And this is it. Play them in order. And the, the funniest one is at the end. According to authorities in Illinois, he called 911 to report, wait for it, wait that for his it. iPhone wasn't working. Wait for it. Oh, and why when should I say you wait he called 911? Because it's funny. That's, that's what comedians do. Report that his he iPhone is, was he's not a funny guy. His timing is bad. Yeah. It wasn't working. I mean to say he called 911 five times to report his iPhone wasn't working. Now, I know what you're thinking. If only there had been some no, examples. No, he doesn't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm thinking. He does not know what I'm thinking. I'm thi <laughs> he doesn't know what I'm thinking either. In fact, what, are you, what were you... Why does he say that? He what doesn't you know thinking? what we're thinking. What are you thinking right now? I'm thinking he's a douchebag. <laughs> That's funny. I knew what you were thinking. Over the years, it might have taught Mr. Kopech that 911 is to be used only in case of emergency. Has it called 
I do think it's kind of funny that that people think nine one one is Apple customer service, Apple Care. <laughs> it's hilarious, <laughs> Apple Care. Oh, what's the next one? Is another ridiculous? The next one's funnier. Uh, now, now it's no less Anderson Cooper and just a couple of clips. I was at a people house. calling nine one one. I paid ten dollars and these guys gave me one burger and a fry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I can't listen to that. If it, it does, Come Pooper, on. does Pooper say anything? He does on the last clip. Can I just? I, I, I'm interested in okay, Pooper. Okay, go to the last clip. You won't let me play hilarious clips. Yeah, okay. Nine one one emergency. Let me get you to. And, sir, this is nothing. The police are going to get involved, and you need to take it up with the manager. You cannot tell me I can call nine one one and not get a cop right here. You can <laughs> tell me I can't get a cop right here at Eighty Second and Sunnyside Road. I will sue <laughs> your office right now. This, you know what? Uh, I knew Green Gingrich is right. We should be droning these people. They have no reason to be around. Now play, now play. Let me play. play the th- I'm sorry. Play the last one, which I think is number no, four. We'll play, which we'll play has, this one. Let's play. play okay. I'll play three. I'll play three. What's the location of your emergency? Uh, let's not get into that yet. Is it life threatening or an active crime in progress? Crime in progress, possibly. <laughs> I was just growing some marijuana. I was just wondering what the. Uh, how much you know trouble you can get into for one plant <laughs> i can't believe i'm laughing at an anderson pooper bit all right okay the last one is actually kind of amusing thank you i think i'm having now, by the way what the bound of pref- preface the last one the last one had gone around the net a lot but no, it's still I have, funny right. i think i'm having an overdose and so is my wife Overdose of what? Marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have fever or anything? No, I'm just, I think we're dying. <laughs> this is an old one. What did you guys have? This is like yeah. two years old. Uh, That's I, what I, I just know. said. But does Pooper come on? Yeah, he has a punchline, which is kind of, I didn't know this part right, of it. Right. We made brownies, and I think we're dead. I really do. Time <laughs> is going by really, 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 really slow. Let's just go in the Red Wing game. Oh, the Red Wings score. By the way, that caller, a police officer who had confiscated the pot from suspects. Yeah, it's true. I knew that. You did? Yeah. That's amazing. He calls himself in? What an idiot. Yeah, well, okay. So you're on par now with my dumb thing. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> we'll be here all week, everybody. I think we need to get out. We've, uh, we're uh, we're overdue. We've wasted enough time with we're overdue. listeners. We're overdue. You're right. All right, well, uh, may I thank the fine people at Apple and the fine people at AT&T. I shall call 911 in a moment and thank them for keeping the show on the air as this entire show was done on a jailbroken iPhone 4. Uh, to tether via the Wi-Fi in the land of enchantment, New Mexico. Good job, everybody. That's actually amazing that you you make that work. Well, you know what? With all the support we get for the show, why not? It's worth it. Thank you so much, Human Resources, for expending some of your valuable value listening to this program. I hope we made your commute a little bit easier. And the next time we will speak, I shall be in Camp Mofo, Austin, Tejas. Coming to you from the land of opportunity, <laughs> the land of enchantment, right by the white sands in the morning. I'm Adam Curry.
Yeah, watch out for the lightning bolts. There's lots of it down there. I'm in northern Silicon Valley. I'm John C. Dvorak. We will talk to you again on Thursday, as said, from Camp Mofo in Austin, Tejas, right here on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A